This is No Sold, episode 49. We're back again. East-West Connection, alternate version. Duke out on assignment, broadcast journalist. (laughs) We got Zern joining us. What's going on, fellas? How you feeling? Feeling great. How was your weekend? It was uh, action-packed. Lots of action. And it was packed with action. How are you feeling, Frank, out on the west side? Great. Just watched Backlash last night, prepared to talk. I had a lot of fun, too. I'm going to spoiler warning. I thought it was a fun show. All right. Well, that's it. We got the review, Frank. <laughs> it's a fun show. <laughs> Thanks. See you later. It was, though. Right off the top, I got to agree. It was a fun show. The, the expectations for WWE premium live events are usually pretty low. We're we're usually hard on on WWE uh, on those sold here, but I think the way they've like built these shows that are happening, like whether it's the Saudi shows or now Puerto mm-hmm. Rico, they present it like a bigger deal, and that's you know they they roped me in I think by like presenting it the way they do. So the perception it was was that it was going to be a huge show. We'll talk about if it delivered or not, um, but we're going to be talking all about Backlash 2023. That's today's episode. But before we get into that, I do want to shout out um, all the support and listeners and streams and comments and all that stuff for last week's episode, because we had fun talking about Mexico's greatest wrestlers. That was episode 48, Lucha Libre. This was uh, well-received, and I feel like we learned a lot as we talked about it, and a lot of people were in agreement that uh, they weren't too knowledgeable about you know, the Lucha Libre, I guess, genre. <laughs> Not only Zern, Ed as well. There were plenty of people that chimed in, but Zern, as a listener, uh, you felt like you, you learned a little bit, a little history lesson. I definitely did, yeah, because I've, like I said, I was all of all those genres. That's the one genre I never got into as much. Like watching that, I, the only tape I ever bought, I think, was that Vampiro tape we talked about. Whatever pay per view that was from the wrestling cart, that's probably the only tape I ever had of uh in Mexico, and I, that wasn't even the AAA. That was. You guys told me before in the last episode what that was. CMLL. CMLL, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Lucha Underground was my, like, I love that. I've seen every episode of that. That was my style. I loved, loved that show. That was a good show. Oh, yeah. In, Lucha, uh, Lucha now, Underground. But, but, um, yeah, besides that, everything else, I mean, I've really watched and listened to you guys. I mean, I did learn a lot. A lot of names that I haven't heard in a long time. Just names that I heard before. Nothing that I actually mm-hmm. seen and watched, but then I went back and youtube some stuff and yeah, it was a real good episode you guys did a great job thanks, thanks man yeah, episode frank. of the year so far <laughs> wow episode of the that. year I, so frank um i'll ask you because papa spice oh, your yeah. boy mortis he chimed in he's uh obviously all eddie g for life oh, yeah, like 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 everyone you know ed as mm-hmm. well uh eddie and, and ray are the legends but um Greg mentioned all the luchadors from WCW Nitro, your yeah. prime time. Uh, but he also, he's just not in on Del Rio. I know. But he's never been in Greg's defense. You know, like, at least it's like we mentioned revisionist history when it came to Del Rio. Greg has always kind of been in Because I do remember that. Like, him just not liking him and thinking like, damn, Del Rio's money in the bank. Because we all liked him, you know, and then Greg was like the only one, so. Doesn't surprise me, you know, but okay. I get it. And now people hate his gut, so it, it's, it really doesn't surprise me anymore. But that's yeah. Greg. That's Mortis. It's good, dude. He yeah, has some good that's taste. That's his opinion. He does. He's got some great taste. 
I was saying my my like little uh, comeback, I guess, was I think Del Rio might have suffered not only this personal stuff, but like he was one of them dudes that got so much so soon. And then as we're going to talk about, you know, on this show, sometimes mm-hmm. the fans, they just get tired of you, man. And Del Rio like kind of didn't recover, yeah. uh, at least in the WWE. But yeah. yeah, we had a lot of uh, really, really good support and um, feedback on the Mexico's Greatest Wrestlers episode. That was fun. Next week is going to be episode 50. We're going to have, you know, a pretty big show for you. We're still narrowing down the to- the topics. If you care to uh, throw out your two cents, let us know what you would like us to talk about. There were a few people that made some suggestions. And uh, Frank, I'll just put you on the spot real quick because uh, our boy Ed, hmm. he, this might this might either be near and dear to your heart or you might be totally against it. But he was okay. talking about the click at the garden. Which oh, I know wow. you, I know you love that. The click yeah. at the garden, the uh, incident there, or the NWO takeover in general, the NWO taking over WCW. Interesting. The click at the garden, obviously, you know, it's like one of those moments. What do we cover though? You know, like how, how do you, we weren't do there? Have, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's that's the only thing. Like, I love that story. I love the, the grainy video from the crowd or whatever that we've all seen. But, you know, but NWO takeover, obviously, that's a whole, as episode in its own so you know we'll see sure. i guess we'll, those are on the table for sure i'm not against either though because i love both of them stories per se okay yeah yeah and then our boys Aaron right here he had a whole nice uh list planned out for us i think some of them actually might work but um you know we discussing the biggest star of all time where the goat is essential and we haven't done that yet almost mm-hmm. 50 episodes and we really haven't debated who is the greatest of all time or who we think is the biggest star of all time. So that's certainly on the table. Uh, yeah, Zern, you had a lot of great ones in here, greatest finishers of all time. Even, you know, discussing Bret Hart's heel turn in the WWF. We love Bret, so that could be on the table. But let us know mm-hmm. in the comments what you, you know, would care for us to talk about. Wrestle, uh, we got, what, episode 50 coming up next episode week. Episode 50. Yeah, crazy. I almost called it WrestleMania 50. 50, but it's not WrestleMania yeah, well, Almost. <laughs> um, almost. But yes, that's going to be next week. This week, we're talking all about Backlash 2023. And this was, like I said earlier, it was built up to be a huge show. It was from San Juan, Puerto Rico. How do you say it? Coliseo de Puerto Rico? That's the, uh, it's not, does that translate to Coliseum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's essentially, because Michael Cole was trying his best throughout the night. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you guys picked up on it to like, culture everyone. Yeah. He was funny, dude. He would go Puerto Rico, like Trump or whatever. And then like the next time he said it, he was like Puerto Rico. You know, like, know. he would go back and forth. And he would kill me. I'm like, all right, dude. I appreciate it, I guess. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't want to do the cold thing because it was sometimes it was a little like when uh early on, I think it was in the uh Zelina Vega match when mm-hmm. she grabbed the uh what would you call it, Frank? The the, the, the chancleta or the chancla. I don't know which one he said, yeah. but one of them, yeah. Yeah. He was really uh, trying to like, like every Hispanic them. child. I was like, or whatever child. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Michael Cole, get out of here. That was yeah, very funny. Listen, Michael Cole, Michael Cole tries, you know, like he, uh, we, we know how we feel about him, but he's out there. He's doing, he's living his best life. I can't knock him too hard. Wow. The fun loving Frank here. I'm just, I guess I'm in a good mood, but you know, it's just, I just think like those, the people in Puerto Rico, like, all they know is Michael Cole, really, if they're watching wrestling, because, you know, that, that's their guy for the last 20-something years. So, you know, he showed some heart 
at least. I still don't like Graves though. He he bored me again. Yeah, but not to not to calls. bash on the announced team. Yeah, what no, I was will. thinking was they should have brought in somebody special for just for tonight. Yeah. And knock Graves out and have Cole and somebody else go at it. Like somebody mm-hmm. a local, even though if we never never even heard of them before. Yeah. Somebody that's actually local there that does the job and would have mm-hmm. given that Mike Tanay, you know, S- Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, or the something Excalibur. like that. Yeah, the Excalibur of the Yeah, something. Yeah. I don't even know who that would be, but they mm-hmm. the Graves, the, the announcing team was the worst part of the whole entire show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite honestly. So well well, Graves, um, you know, I think he corrected Michael Cole on one of the moves we'll get to later. And it was just um he's there for that kind of stuff, I guess. I, it, it is what it is. I don't think I'll ever like recover on my love for Graves. At first I didn't mind him, <laughs> but now I'm out. I'm out completely. Uh, but that's that's who it was. It was Michael Cole, Corey Graves calling the show. Seventeen thousand nine hundred and forty-four people packed this stadium, uh, this arena, which is a, a nice number. Um, they had a great opening package with Bad Bunny, who's you know he's a phenom. This is, uh, I guess, Frank. Are you in on Bad Bunny, the artist? I um like I'm not gonna pretend I'm like his biggest fan. I do support the guy. I'm proud of him. You know what I mean. But like er- early day Bad Bunny, I did listen. You know, like I've kind of lost track of where he went. He's blown up so much, and maybe even more of a pop sense to his music lately. You know, and that's how you become like the biggest artist in the world. So I understand, and so I just don't listen as much. But every now and then, I'll tell you what his entrance music. It had me looking it up on Spotify after that entrance when you know in this pay per view. So. You know, maybe I'm back on the Bad Bunny train, but yeah, I'm I'm happy for him though. I love it. I'm I'm happy to see him as like the king of Puerto Rico. It's been J Lo way too long. Yeah, I'm happy it's Bad Bunny. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's earned it. I mean, it's, he's he is a sensation. He's a phenom, and we're gonna talk about his match later because I have so many thoughts on it. But this was um, the opening package was kind of featuring him and and hyping you up and. Like you said, he's the king of Puerto Rico right now. So <laughs> yeah. it, it, it really set the mood. And this is the first premium live event in Puerto Rico in over 18 years. Pay-per-view, premium live event, whatever you want to call it. And uh, like I said earlier, they're doing a really good job of making things feel big time. This past couple of years, whether it was the uh, the one we reviewed uh, with Duke, Frank, it was uh, the Clash at the Castle. Remember that oh, one? Yeah. Which was fun as well. I think these international shows are just, they're made to be fun. The crowds are so um, amped because even those Saudi shows, like they struggle a little more, but I think it's because they put on these crazy, ridiculous matches with old people. But the crowds are always very hyped to be there, you know, and then like the clash really opened my eyes to what an international show could look like again. And then that's why I was excited about with this Puerto Rico show. I was more excited about see the audience than um than any of the announced card. Right. And like I tuned in the Smackdown a little bit and the crowd didn't seem like anything extra special so i was like man i hope that pay-per-view's you know bumping but like even before i watched it i was seeing people tweeting or whatever oh this crowd is intense i was like okay good it made me want to watch it more yeah they really showed up and showed out and and zern so uh spoiler zern and duke and i are working on a little show where we're going to cover some coliseum classic videos here in the no soul brand but we want to talk about some of these old like wwf sort of home video releases a little bit before Frank's time, but like very near and dear to like the OG old school WWF guys. But those shows were uh, often featuring like international shows that we wouldn't see, uh, you know, live here in the States or whatever. We'd have to catch it on home video. But I feel like WWE, WWF doing business like international. It's always a different vibe. It's like a different feel. Um, and like you said, the crowds 
can make or break it, whether it's like the London shows, European or, or now with this mm-hmm. Canadian, Puerto Rican. But Saren, what do you think? Did you feel like this show had a bigger vibe just right off the bat? Oh, absolutely. The day they announced the show, the tickets when Triple H announced it, I think I told you, I looked online to see how much tickets were to go for the weekend to visit family over there and go see. I know how big wrestling is over there. My father-in-law loves it. I mean, to the, from the Savio Vega days to, mm-hmm. to all that stuff right there. I know how it's a shame that they haven't been there in such a long time. Last time there was what triple uh, Cena versus edge, right? At new year's resolution. When exactly. Edge, edge cash. in. yeah, that show wasn't that great to be honest with you overall, the way this feel and that feel, um, this was a much better feel, but as far as, uh, ampness, I mean, I was hyped to go, I was literally going to pay the money to go there. You did talk see about family, it. Just like you did with LA and, mm-hmm. and go, go say it. I probably wouldn't have been disappointed. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think they did a great job with even the press conference came off good SmackDown. I'm not going to, I only seen a couple seconds of SmackDown that didn't come off mm-hmm. so good. Um, yeah. like Frank was saying, but, uh, the show, the presentation, everything was phenomenal. And hopefully they yeah. make it like a once a year thing over there because they really do like the rest. They would have that crowd every year. That's a guaranteed yeah. crowd every year. You know, absolutely. You don't oversaturate any market, right? But once a year, give it to them, you get that same reaction every time. So absolutely. Yeah, and it's funny because um, Triple H, we've been critical of him, um, Frank, you and I, and Duke as well. Like at times about this new regime of Triple H, we would always be like, you know, he's not doing anything that different or that great. Mm-hmm. But truth is, truth be told, give the man his props. I think he does sort of honor history a lot better than WWE has in years. Yeah, I'd agree? agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, there's... We could debate, like, listen, he can only do so, he can only change so much, right? Such a big company with people he has to answer to, whatever. But, like, at least put in respect on, like, belts, names, or having actual wrestling matches on your TV shows. And just remembering, like, the history that, like, I feel like Vince pretends sometimes never happened. You know what I mean? And, like, Trips at least does that. And, like, he knows... You know, with Clash, you saw it. Now with this Puerto Rico show, it's like you're hitting like the right spots where if it was just like maybe a few years ago, just Vince McMahon fully control. I don't know that we get to see some of these special appearances, you know, because like does Vince care? It's such a distaste, such a niche groups. You know, you're popping a very niche group there with some of these like things that are happening. So it's like, is that enough that Vince would care? I don't know, you know, but I'm glad Triple H at least seems to at, at least show that respect. Yeah, and it feels like he's not afraid to pay like pay homage to mm-hmm. the wrestlers from that territory, uh, which I think is just that's the missing ingredient when you go back here um, to these to these like uh, international shows or even to a hometown. Like you know how WWE often puts the uh, hometown hero into like a predicament where they lose or they look like a sucker. Mm-hmm. Triple H is building these hometown heroes up to um, like mean something and. That's just common sense, you would think, to, to do business that way. Like Tony Khan does it in AEW really well. Gives the hometown hero the the shine. Yeah, their little moment. Yeah, And they don't even have to win, right? Like, we saw that pretty much on this show. You know, like, the hometown, you don't have to get the W, but at least you're in the spot. You get the moment. Me and Zerman were talking about earlier, like, Zelina Vega. Like, she had a moment, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. the is Zelina Vega the first girl I think of when I think of women's wrestling or whatever like that? No, but she has now a moment that I'll remember, you know, as a fan, I don't know if that's going to resonate with anybody, everybody who's not Puerto Rican necessarily, or as right. diehard a fan, you know, if the casual is going to care so much. But to me, I was like, man, 
I was, it, you know, I rewatched that this morning with my roommate, you know, like it was cool to me. So I don't yeah. know. I enjoyed it. Well, let's get into the first match because um, mm-hmm. we kicked off. It was a Raw women's title. It was Bianca Belair versus EO Sky. And uh, Bianca is on her way to becoming the longest reigning women's champion of the modern era. What the hell does that mean, though? Does anybody know? Modern era? Yeah, non, I mean, is it just not yet, exactly like non-Mula <laughs> era? Is it okay. like that maybe like I don't know if it counts like this women's revolution or is it like from the Trish Stratus? Is it is it Medusa? She's held the title <laughs> over a year, like over a year now. Um, yeah. because she had at WrestleMania 38, she won it. So mm-hmm. this is a year and a month later. Um, I don't know what that means that the modern era. It's cool though, but like that's another thing with Triple H putting some respect. Like all these titles are having longer reigns, and not maybe not all of them, but like you know, we're getting more significant reigns and stuff that matters. I heard like a buzz on like the dirt sheets that he's trying to like rewrite the like the record books, you know, like with in terms of like yeah, like title lengths and stuff. Like in order to like rewrite history, I think like we're gonna see Gunther probably pass Honky Tong's record. You know what I mean? Which is a huge because that's such a corny one, you know. So like for me, I'm like cool. I'd much rather be Gunther. You know, um, so like I respect that, you know, and like Bianca having that title. I think Bianca's the best, you know, like so yeah. him doing that though, he has the aces to do it with. Like you said, Bianca, sure. um uh Gunther, Roman Reigns. I mean, he's got yeah. the guys, he's not like he's doing it with Santino Morella or something like that. Exactly. I'm trying to say not to count yeah. Santino Morella. We all love exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I did. I popped Santino popped me several times. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. He does have the um the men and women in place to be legitimate. And we're seeing that with Bianca. And I'm I'm a huge fan of her as well. But I gotta say, I'm into EO Sky. How do you guys feel about this girl as a competitor? I always thought she was good. You know, I'm happy. I thought they were gonna they were gonna ruin her the second they caught her up and they put her in some weird group that wasn't really getting over. But matches like this, you know, like she shows what she got. I was uh not impressed because I knew she had it. It was one of those matches I did have marked down. I was like, oh, this will be solid at the very least, you know? And uh, it was super good. I thought it was, it was a very good match, and the crowd was super into it. So, Well, um, Frank, real quick, you uh, admittedly, like Bianca's matches don't always deliver in your book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, but- it's one of those things. Like, she's so good, but, like, for whatever reasons, the matches just don't always hit. Like, she's... She's not that like certified banger every time like she goes out there for, and I don't know what that's about. I don't know if it's the competition she's with or what, but you know, she's not Shawn Michaels, right? Where it's like every match could be good with with whoever, yeah. as good as she uh, is. So man, Frank in the best mood ever. He's, he's giving <laughs> yeah, credit to Shawn Michaels. Shawn. We called him on a good night. I love it. We're here. Um, Frank, I haven't seen uh, in forever. So, I haven't seen Zern in years. So you there know, there you go. I know this is a good time. So Zern, um, this crowd though is very let's just call it the puerto rico is the new bizarre world that used to be canada mm-hmm. on this night they were pro eos guy as we heard the introductions and then mm-hmm. throughout the match um it's interesting because they i feel like why why, why do you think of all of the uh, i guess competitors because bianca is like no one really hates bianca you know but they went hard against her they did. I think they respect her work rate over there. Like they know they must be not like I said, they're knowledgeable fans over there. And I think they understand. I, I'm not really too knowledgeable about EO Sky too much. Like I my expectations weren't as high as Frank's. Uh, but after that match, actually, soon she came out, you know, any Bianca match in my house is must see. Gabrielle's coming in. She's watching it. That's her favorite wrestler. 
So mm-hmm. she's there and she's we seen the Sky at a house show not too long ago. And she's she, she loved her right from the gate. She did mm-hmm. not like the other two. And she she picked oh. her out. She's oh, seven wow. years oh. old. So, okay. so there you go, right off the bat. So she knows that match there, I was telling Frank was like WrestleMania S between even the flare match that, that was the I mean, I would put it right up there. I don't yeah. know if I'm overreacting, but I think yeah. I'll have to rewatch it. But that show that match was very good. Uh, I love the fact that it was bizarre. Like, that just made it even better. Like it was a yeah. crowd, maybe even 60, 40 skies. Mm. Way. Um, yeah, crazy. I think so. I think and, it was, I think it was slightly sky. And oh, um, yeah. Bianca got a new element that she knew facials that she got to utilize, like being a kind of a heelish type of thing, not heel, but you know, she got a new, new little thing. Of attitude. Characters. Yep. And I like that. Yeah. It, it, I mean, she had to do it on the fly. Probably she, they probably didn't know that going into it. So no, I'm sure that's what, that's what it's all about. And that's what, to me, that, that made that was a really good match. I have well, to watch it again to make sure it match that that leads up to what I was thinking the first time. But <laughs> yeah. it was good. No crowds make uh, or break matches, and like they could take an average match, like on a Raw or SmackDown, like Frank, you and I were talking about. This show kind of like on a regular SmackDown, it's oh, it's a great, it's a good show, but on a mm-hmm. show where you get a great crowd and yeah. an invested crowd, it takes it to a whole other level. And that was the, the deal with this match. And um, it's a shame because I feel like something would be, it's not a shame, but Bianca hopefully doesn't become the thing where fans just crave the next thing all of a sudden. Yeah. Cause she, there, there's no real logical reason for them to be booing her, but they did make that choice. And it was a very pro EO uh, sky crowd. And EO was working on Bianca's arm. Most of this match, it was actually kind of like a flawless strategy. If you talk about like the EST being all strong mm-hmm. and whatnot, and uh, at one point, Eos Guy reversed Bianca's finisher thanks to that messed up arm. A lot of cool little psychology throughout the show, actually. In every match, they were really like doing good work. They were working hard. Um, they were motivated. This roster, like, there was only one match where I felt like they kind of took a little bit of a break. But we'll talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. What do you guys think about the spot where Bianca bench pressed Eos Guy? But yeah, it's scary. The one arm gave out. Yeah. And then uh, what happened, Frank? She face planted her, right? Like EO Sky went, dude. I was like, when she, you know, one of those make you like a uh, cringe moments, you know. And you don't see that from Bianca too much and EO Sky, but EO Sky is obviously super tough. She she ate it, mm-hmm. and you see it's it's kind of cool because the camera stays on Bianca and you can see Bianca like waiting for the ref to be like, all right, she's good, and then she like goes into her process for the next move or whatever. But um, yeah, impressive strength though. Like that Bianca, like it's crazy, like how Jack she is, you know, like. That's why I think I go so hard on Raquel Gonzalez or whichever, whatever her name is now, because it's like Bianca's out there really doing actual strong, strong girl stuff to me. You know, where Raquel is just like, you're taller, I guess, than a few of these girls, but that's it for me. So, yeah, that spot was crazy. EOS guy took it great. She didn't get hurt. It is scary to look at, but it makes, you know, every now and then something like that adds to a fight to me. So it's like. You know, as long as she's all all good, it was cool. The match was really great, like Zern was saying. I don't know if I place it as high as the Mania match, but it was super entertaining, and the crowd was so into it. So, yeah, I, I thought it was probably, oh, man, it's like the best wrestling match on the card, you know? Like, mm. there's a lot of fun stuff on this show, but, like, as a full match, maybe. I think you're Did right. Did you catch the uh, breathing exercises she was doing, too, when she had the one arm up? Like her mannerisms with the breathing. If you know, go back to that. That was pretty cool. She did that. Yeah, I don't. I'll have to rewatch it myself. But I mean, the she was just doing the with one of the arm was up. She was like doing a like a Winham breathing exercise oh, in yeah. and out, man. Like it was it was pretty cool. 
Yeah, she's. I mean, she's like so like unbelievable, she's athletic. She's, she's a, a freak of nature. Do uh, Zern, you mentioned how how Bianca had to kind of like sell a different way and sort of yeah. act a different way, the little facial expressions, and I think that's important in a match. Uh, like to show that she can maybe be beat. Maybe that's why her show her matches aren't always bangers because we're just expecting the W. But yeah. I think when you place a little bit of doubt that. And I, I got to be honest, there was a little bit of doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. Being a fan of all these years, like, I probably knew, like, there's no way. But how many mm-hmm. darn false finishes did we get here? And um, there was actual legitimate competition for Bianca for the first time in a while. Yeah, I um, I was just going to ask both of you guys that. Did you think that this belt was going to change? Because I honestly <laughs> I honestly thought it was going to, especially when That's them, the other two up. came out. I said to Gabrielle, I said, like, yo, I think she's going to lose the belt tonight. Call me a mark. But I was like, I thought I was this close to thinking it was going to happen, man. They did, and they they did a good job. That means they did their job in the match. I yeah, really like, thought she was going to lose at the end there. And that's funny, you know, because I never thought she was actually going to lose it, you yeah. know, but they that's did how a much good they job. Sell yeah, you on exactly. Yeah, they yeah. did a good job. Like, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't get hooked that deep. And that's what I think a lot of the issues with this card were, maybe. It was that yeah. just, like, it felt like, well, what, nothing's really going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to – nothing's going to shift dramatically in terms of titles or whatever. But, um, but you know, they did the build for this match was very good, you know. And it, and that crowd – I think it helped because it's like – it was, like, the same when Roman fought Drew at Clash of the Castle. We're all texting mm-hmm. during it, like, are we going for the moment of Drew McIntyre? And by, like, that, <laughs> the build of that match, I was like – yeah, I want Drew McIntyre to have this moment because the crowd is so hyped, you know, and you got, I think you sort of get that in your head too of EO Sky. Like, look, they clearly love EO Sky for whatever reason. For whatever I reason, right? Yeah, I couldn't tell you why. I mean, she's great. She's good. She's one of the, and NXT, she was pretty bang. She like, everything was like a banger. I saw some of her stuff there. So it's like, I guess Zern is right. They just respect the work rate, you know, maybe they're a little smarter out there. We don't see that crowd. So we don't know how they're going to, like, you know how they come to Philly and it's like the smart Mark crowd, you know, and Maybe yeah. there's the Puerto Rican crowd knows what's up and they know what they like. And yeah, that would have been yeah. a cool moment, but yeah, Bianca, no chance. Another question <laughs> I had for both of you guys too is are they stealing a little bit of a storyline off of AEW there with um Jamie Hayter and stuff like that with the whereas uh uh talking about like uh, Doc uh, Britt Baker. Britt Baker thing, do you think or a little bit or no? Like Britt. Oh, Jane, yeah, um, I see what Bailey. you're saying. Ba- Bailey's Britt Baker. Yeah, yeah. a little yeah, bit, like know, a little interesting. bit. Interesting. There's no yeah, belt involved, but it's well, you know, cool. like with it with any uh, trio or te- team, there's always gonna be like the jealous uh, original member. Maybe yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the Triple it's not... H of Evolution or whatever, right? right. You know, right. like that classic trope. Yeah, but I can see what you're saying, Zern, and it definitely is seems like a face. She, is she a baby? It seems face? like she's gonna. I think she's the one who's leaving any to do her own yeah. thing. Yeah, so I could see. You know, it'd be interesting, but I don't think it's gonna be as. As um, it's not gonna be as die hard. I'll say like as Britt Baker is with uh, no Jamie Hader as of right now, right? It's like I just think, like yeah, one tenth of it, but I, I, yeah, I, I, exactly. I just got that vibe at least. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, that it was a little sure. bit of that. Well, what what you mentioned, Aaron, with the the false finishes, the close call, so many close calls. But when damage control came down and interfered, they you know at one point Bailey was holding Bianca's like ponytail down, and yep. EO was gonna deliver this moonsault. That you know was a good right? moment where I was like, oh, she's holding her hair, like if. For a half a second, it did cross my mind, but when the exactly. ref was like just staring at her, I was like, oh, "Okay, okay, they're not even gonna play it up. He's not even gonna allow it." So I was like, "Okay." But in my head, I did think when she was pulling the hair and ducking under the side of the ring, I was like, "Huh?" It's but yeah, yeah, that was towards the end of the match, and that was right after that. Basically, Bianca did get the win and retained, despite all the close calls, all the false finishes. And like we said, a crowd can make or break 
a match or, mm-hmm. or turn a regular match into somewhat of a classic. Zern, you're ranking it. You you got it up pretty high 7. as far 2. as women's. Oh, there you go. Lay it on me. Pretty darn good for an opening card women's match that that didn't have like a ton of heat behind it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but a really strong opener. I think overall, this hostile crowd, this energetic crowd, this great atmosphere. I think uh, also these girls were very, very good. Like, it's not just the crowd, right? So solid chemistry. I go 6.6 out of 10. It's a little lower, but mm-hmm. for, that's a pretty darn good one. Uh, what do you got for this, Frank? I probably end up giving the highest grade of everybody. I give it four stars out of five, eight out of 10 on your guys' scale. So wow, that's mm-hmm. higher than me. I thought it, yeah, I thought it was a good I thought it was a good match. Who would have figured? But I also thought that Reyes-Charlotte match was one of the best women's matches ever. So, you know, it's up there. I'm I'm with you. Especially, we also talk about WrestleMania stage grades. True, right, true. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this backlash. is a backlash grade, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. almost like I treat this like a, a big house show, right? Yeah. Like a yeah. like a televised house show type of deal. Mm-hmm. Event, so. But, but an 8.0 on a WrestleMania match, that's like, yeah, you know, exactly. 20 like on this, time. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or or ten stars or something, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would I, I do want to ask you guys side note real quick, and then we'll get into the next match. Um, WWE's women's division, like I feel like right now, it it's pretty darn strong. Like I don't think you it can be touched. There's just so much talent. But not to make this about like WWE versus AEW or Impact or whatever. But when you watch like I watched Jade versus uh, Taya Valkyrie the other week, yeah, and it's just like. The chemistry wasn't there. And like, just to compare, because Bianca is like sort of the Jade, sort of like the freak athlete. I just wonder, like, do you think that AEW can uh, fill out their women's roster more to have like better women's matches? Because they really only, or do you want them to even? Like, do you think they need to build up that roster still? I, I think they need a few more pieces. I think Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet will be a big piece of that. Whenever that happens, you know, I think they're real top heavy AEW. And unfortunately, like all of the top girls are involved in the world title sort of picture, you know, like they're in that space. So Jade sort of gets stuck with like the leftover, you know, girls or like, uh, like alleged top girls like Ty Valkyrie. Cause like, no offense to her, but like, I've never thought she was that great. You know, like yeah. I I've wanted to like her, like even way before she signed with AEW, you know, like trying to see who she like seeing the buzz about her and wanting to like watch her matches and just thinking like, Oh, she's sl- kind of slow. Everything's slow. And mm-hmm. doesn't feel like um natural when she's doing it. It doesn't feel like a real fight. It feels like, Oh, you're watching a fake fight, which we all know how that, how it goes when people are good. You could tell. And to me, like she's never passed that eyeball test. I, she has an interesting look, you know, like at times throughout her career. I don't even think she's that interesting looking right this second, as you know, in particular. But <laughs> I just that signing to me was kind of baffling. And people online really thinking she was going to be Jade was always as baffling as well to me. Because I was like, there's no chance Ty Valkyrie's the one, you know, to dethrone Jade. It was like, Ember Moon. Uh, and then it yeah. was Jade, uh, now Ty Valkyrie. And yeah, exactly. yeah, but you can next. see that. You see that right there. It's like those girls are a level below, right? Like the Britt Bakers and the Jamie Haters, even the Tony Storms and Soraya's or whatever. You know, like those girls that Jade sort of gets stuck with. So it, mm. you know, I see what you're saying because that match, the, the uh, you know, the chemistry was not great. But like Mm-mm. that's what I was expecting. Jade is still green as long as she's been champion. You know, she's still green. And then Ty is just not that good. So. Jade needs help to have matches mm-hmm. look good as much as I do think she's improving, you know, 
where I where Bianca we're talking about is like the best, maybe, right? Like I feel like Bianca already has a case for best ever, you know, just based right. on her skill and like big time matches or whatever for like women's division. So, you know, it's it's tough. I think WWE has obviously the more stacked roster, but they somehow managed to not use it that great. Where AEW's right. roster is not as talented, maybe, or as good, but I feel like it's more entertaining at times. Sometimes girls have crazier matches that are unexpected, but, you know, yeah. they both have flaws. Both companies have their flaws, but WWE is so stacked that they shouldn't. And that yeah. says a lot about uh, AEW, too, because, like, when she was in NXT, what was her name, Frankie Monet? Yeah, Frank Monet. Yeah, she was she fell flat on her face, and that, mm-hmm. and that was in NXT, not even the big time. Mm-hmm. And they let her right go, despite mm-hmm. who her husband is. And everything else. They fired them both like within yeah. a month. Bye bye. And now she's over here, not main event, but she's in the getting a title shot right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I put that right up there. What's going on in uh, Impact right now with uh, what do you call it, uh, Trinity? That was brutal too. Her debut. I don't know if you guys oh, seen yeah. that. Uh, I didn't see it, but I heard I, the night Trinity she debuted, I saw like the clips of her coming yeah. backstage and all that. But like she's nothing more than a. I mean, she's not even mid card in my book. I mean, um, she was one to, that was. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Sorry. No, nah, I was. I was just gonna say she used to be pretty good, and she. Yeah. I think she lost her scene. Then I think her head got too big. Thanks to Sasha, I think, because why exactly. would you leave a company when your husband's got such pull in a company? She should have been in the bloodline, and mm-hmm. then she would have been good to go. You got to heal. That's true. You don't have to talk. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked that she didn't go to bloodline. I think Sasha did that to her head and create mm. maybe, maybe messed her career up. Yeah, you nailed it because that's where I was going to go with it. Cause I was like, Sasha could pull that, right? Cause Sasha is a mega star in the women's category. Mm-hmm. She can go anywhere and demand the money. And it was like, Naomi was just never that. You know, I know she held the world title there in that company, but it just doesn't mean the same thing, you know? And mm-hmm. that was what my fear for her was. And when the rumor was she's going to impact, it was like, man. You know, it's like, man, because I, I was even hoping, not that I'd like this Naomi fan, but for her sake, like, at least go to AEW and then you're on a real show. You didn't not no disrespect to Impact, you know, but a show that's going to be relevant and, like, your face could be out there. And if you're improving or not, at least you'll be in a spot where you're highlighted. She could be the greatest woman in the world in Impact and no one's going to notice, like, her career. It's, it's a big, stark difference from I'm her last WWE show, I'm sure, when she came out on that Impact arena. Oh, for sure, yeah. Mickey James Absolutely. is the only one over there that has some credibility, cause only mm-hmm. because she's done it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. Mm-hmm. So one of Frank's all-time, I guess one of your first ever favorite wrestlers ever, Sabio Vega, is showing backstage. One of your first? He, yeah, definitely one of the first guys that I, like... I love because he was rocking a Puerto Rican shirt the first time I saw him. So I was like, oh, yeah, I know that, you know, that dude It's clearly like my uncle. So, yeah, he, Savio was an early favorite of mine. Um, early reason why I initially hated Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, was because of like a feuding with Savio Vega, you know, and I was just like, hey, he was just kicking Savio's ass, you know. So, like, yeah, Savio, it was um, very cool to see him pop up backstage with Bad Bunny. Um yeah, he gave, my, he gave him a he gave my uh kendo stick draped in the Puerto Rican flag. How that, how's that make you feel? Loved it. Makes sense. They're all over Puerto Rico. If you've ever you can find those things lying around. Um, no, but Savio, like you know, super. I used to watch the Savio when I would be in Puerto Rico and, and watch the uh World Wrestling Council, you know. And he was older at that point, you know, but he was like the like the authority douchey figure of the company, you know. So like. Savio, I feel like I've always been attached to Savio. We even share a birthday, me and Savio. But he's like one of my wrestling. No way. Birthday, wow. Yeah. Savio Vega. Isn't that funny? We were, That's me, funny. me and Duke one back in the day, we're looking through one of those almanacs 
of like whose birthdays were what. And it was like Hulk Hogan was August 9th. My birthday's August 10th. Hulk Hogan was like August 9th. I was like, oh, I almost had Hogan. Then I looked the next day, Savio Vega. And it was meant to be. Even better. Yeah. Even better than Hogan. Yeah, he was backstage, was Savio with Bad Bunny, like you said, presenting the Kendall stick. Um, and then they're plugging this new world title tournament, which uh kicked out, kicked off on Raw this week. SmackDown's a part of it. I thought it was a raw title that they were, you know, starting here. So I don't know if you guys can, you know, we'll talk about it probably on another episode, but we're uh, definitely confusing. We'll see who ends up coming out on top. I don't know. It's going to be SmackDown versus Raw after all. Go the, bronze, the bronze medal. It's, the it's, bronze I, medal. I, that SmackDown versus Raw thing, just it, just to touch on it briefly, is just it's so weird to me because it just makes the, the draft feel obsolete, like already. It already felt weird when they announced One week, free agents, free agents, like all these guys are free agents. So they appear in both shows. So it's like, so already you're like, you know, compromising the draft and making it like, you know, moot point. But then the title that was supposed to be the raw title. Oh yeah. It also has SmackDown guys. So like, are they going to get drafted over to raw? Like if they win the belt or are they going to be on? Smackdown yeah. I would imagine, the right. They would now be on raw as their holder, but like, we all know that, I mean, who did they, who, who's on the SmackDown side? Like AJ Styles or uh, there's some big names over there. Like, would SmackDown risk losing? It's just weird. Because why would SmackDown voluntarily give their competitors if they're just going to leave the show? Right. Mm -hmm. I did see a tweet which I found interesting. Um, just something like an observation I noticed it was like all the competitors in the match. They said the median age of the competitors in the match is 42, Ooh. and the youngest and the youngest guy in the tournament is 35 or something like that. And I've just Comparing and contrasting to AEW's main event of their next pay-per-view, whether you think it's the biggest match or not, the median age over there is like 27-year-olds, you know what I mean? Like in the main event. And it's just an interesting contrast of like the two companies and their their ethos of, you know, how they're going to handle business, you know? And it's like they're going with the young guys over there, main event in their pay-per-view. This is a a world title in this picture, in this company, and mm -hmm. it's a bunch of old dudes. I know they're all relevant, but... Part of the problem with WWE, I think, is making new stars. We talk about that all the time, and it's like, here we go. Besides Cody, who's new to the newer to the company, it's like it's a bunch of old heads. Yeah, <laughs> I think know, they I got. Think. I think Theory might be in it. Which, uh, is, yeah, he, isn't he? he, in he it? Might, I don't know if he's in it actually, though, because he's the U.S. champ. I don't know if he's, he's in, in it. it. He's in it. Okay. Yeah, is L.A. Knight in it? No, that was my prediction to be a finals. So you know what I mean? I'm just, yeah, so it's just like it was he's L.A. Knight versus but... whoever I was predicting against. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, don't oh, get it twisted. Yeah. LA Knight's an old head too, right? No, I mean, he is. Oh, yeah, he's exactly. 40, no, yeah, he's, he's, he might be Nakamura oldest. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, oh, yeah, that's what it was. LA Knight versus Nakamura oh. was my uh, prediction. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah so it's like, it's just, it's just an interesting observation I made. I was like, man, you know, like, I think AEW's setting themselves up for the future. I mean, as long as they don't lose guys on contracts or whatever it is to the WDB, right? But it's just like, man, you, you guys, like, have more young bloods in your matches, you know? Like, it's a tournament. You could, you know, mm -hmm. you could add, you could add some guys, or like let a young guy have a moment, get to the semifinals or something. You know what I mean? Like, they just don't have the um the value behind young yeah, guys yet, exactly. though. They really yeah, don't, and it goes in waves. Yeah. Like there was a kind of a time when WCW had Hogan, Mach, Piper, you know, and the WWF's commercials were ripping on the older wrestlers mm -hmm. and their world title scene. Meanwhile, um, you know, they had like a young Shawn Michaels or Razor Ramon, so on and so forth. It goes in waves, right? I would hope the WWE would set themselves up with some younger stars. But to your point, I'm actually invested in the four pillars, like AEW storyline. I'm, you know, here we go, Mike. It's going to happen. Sammy Guevara, I'm bringing him up right now. Oh, get out now. <laughs>
Well, Mike, what's your thoughts on uh, Guevara? Because we've never talked That's for another before. episode, brother. <laughs> no, no, no. Let it happen. Let it happen. Nah, I can't. I can't. I can't, man. All right, he well, said he would okay. never talk about him again. That's how much he dislikes him. <laughs> oh, good, good. Now, I don't want to take up too much time with this show on that. We can do that another time. Maybe the the recap of the paper. Are you into the Pillars like match, though? Are you into a- the Pillars? Absolutely, yeah. I'm going to the movie theater to watch it. I'm, oh, nice. I actually, Jotty re- uh, requested off a switch for it so I can go see it because I didn't get nice. to see it last time. I want to I go see it, you know, do the whole thing. So, right. yeah, I'll be there. that'll be awesome. Same. Oh, yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll be to- there. Yeah, I Kenny, be there Kenny was trying to recruit us, you and me, to go with him. To, to, <laughs> was that to right? Go to Vegas, to Vegas. I can't swing that one. Yeah. Last year we had a blast, though. I wish yeah, I could make fun. it a yearly thing. Um, that's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm. I'm very. I'm like in, invested in that Pillars match. But this World Title Tournament, we'll see how it shakes out. It's gonna unfold starting tonight on Raw, actually. So we'll see how it starts to uh, to take shape. But the next match was Seth Rollins and Omos. And mm. what I found interesting about this, right off the top, is. If you have to be a member of Peacock Premium Plus to get the backstory on this match, it's that's what Michael Cole said. He said, if you're not, enjoy this commercial. So, like, if you don't pay extra, you can't find out why these guys are fighting. And I just thought that was pretty messed up. Like, what a weird way to do business. Like, we're not going to tell you the backstory unless you pay more. I'll be honest. I didn't even know this match was on the card. There you go. Until Michael Cole was telling me I couldn't hear the story. So I was like, okay. Well, it's happening and um you know look power and size versus speed and agility whatever you want to say the contrast the styles i think that's sometimes what makes these these matches like fun or acceptable this one we'll talk about it i mean it, it wasn't the longest match ever but um zern this crowd is singing loud as ever for this rollins theme they're hyped they're staying hyped after that first match and it's just interesting. Like they're choosing, uh, I guess, to get behind Seth Rollins here. Very uh, anti Omos, even though they were kind of pro. I thought it was going to be a thick and ongoing theme where they were cheering all the baby faces or cheering all the heels at first, but very much behind uh, Seth Rollins here. What do you think about the randomness of this matchup? Yeah, I was totally out in the whole thing. I don't. I couldn't even. I am a plus member. I still don't know why they were fighting. It was just it was oh. ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I I just yeah I, I seen the recaps on it. I didn't see it live on Raw, but I, yeah, I'm not into it. what they're doing to Omos. They're doing him a disservice. I mean, what are they doing with him? I just don't get it. He's just going to lose every pay per view now. I agree with you. Like that's yeah. that's a big problem with this matchup because it's like, well, you can't have Rollins lose to this goof. You know what I mean? And then it's like <laughs> you have your big giant monster just taking L after L every challenge. You know yep. he makes. It's like it's odd. Absolutely. And to get to your point, like. I don't think they're behind rounds. I just think Puerto Rico likes themselves a good song. I'll yeah, be quite honest with so. you. Yeah, that was his song, 100, percent and not him. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I was going to go opinion. into a whole thing about that, and I'm wondering why this theme of all the themes is the one that's like taking off because it's yeah. just it's on I've, brand with how wrestling fans usually have like pretty lousy taste. But I mean, I'm, heard a, wrestling, it live I'm a wrestling fan. Have you heard it live before? I've heard it live. Yeah, and if yeah, you've heard I was at WrestleMania. You were there that night. I oh, no, there. I wasn't there that night. No, 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 my bad. Yeah, that's why I was saying, did you hear it live before? Because being there live, I have heard it. And it is, I could see why people love that song, especially kids and yeah. people that don't even know nothing about it. My kid, my kids were singing it on the way home. They're <laughs> well, there we go. That. That's Between all that and Cody, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's, that's just, a, that's what they're smart. I mean, they, that's, they're behind it. But I don't think they were behind Seth or this match at all. This match was a total clunker in my eyes, but. Really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. 
Well, let's talk about it real quick because Rollins spent most of this match trying to chop down the big Omos, get him down to size. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like an old school Brett versus Yoko or Brett versus Bam Bam type thing, just trying to like overcome the big monster. There was a nice, nice frog splash by Rollins at one point that Omos kicked out at one. So no respect for it by Omos, mm-hmm. but it was a, a nice form. And uh, I don't know if you guys caught Rollins trying to go for that stomp a couple of times, but Omos' head and neck are too <laughs> yeah, strong. Too strong. <laughs> strong neck. Couldn't let it happen. Um, but then, uh, yeah, and he even kicked out of two of them, I think, at one point. Omos did. It was it was pretty wild. Rollins brought out what was called a super stomp from the top rope. Mm. Uno, dos, cuatro. Mm-hmm. Crowd sang along for that as well. Rollins won. It was like, honestly... I didn't hate it. It was 10 minutes. It could have felt like five minutes. It wasn't. We went through it quick there, but there really was not a lot to this match other than that battle of size and speed versus, you know, strength and power and size and all that stuff. And it is a cool, easy way to, like, you know, put a match together. But there was no real reason why these guys were fighting, which is always, you know, in wrestling, you need to get invested. And I genuinely didn't care who was going to win this match because I didn't really know why they were fighting. But decent chemistry. I'm just going to tell you now, proverbial for me, Bret Hart, four out of ten. Kind Oof. score. Because uh, I respect, I, I just think they're trying to do something, I guess, different with uh, Omos, mix him up with guys who can actually work. And I think he kind of held his own here. Like, it wasn't bad. I don't think this was a bad match, but it just, I didn't truly care. So, four out of ten. What'd you guys have? Well, I gave it one and a half stars out of five. Mm-hmm. Like a three out of ten, right? Just because... Yeah. It is what it is. It's like I could have done without it for sure. Like it was one of those. Let me just get through this thing. To me, <clears throat> excuse me. To me, the like the, inter- the only interesting part was like how can he get this guy down? You know, and he did that ultimate stomp, that super stomp, whatever. That was cool, I guess, visual. Stop. You know, but um, but other than that, it was it is what it is, and like the crowd not super into it into the entrances. You know, which I think they were into the entrances of every match, though. You know, mm-hmm. and then. Yeah, kind of one of those dud matches. I'm I'm not killing it because I don't think it was like brutal. It's just it doesn't need. There's no point to it. I don't know what the story is. Didn't need to be on this show. Also, it kind of like makes both guys. It doesn't make Rollins look bad, but like any other result would have made him look bad. So you know, it make it really kind of buries almost Omas. Mm, so mm-hmm. I don't know. It is what it is. I it's one and a half out of five for me. The proverbial filler, I guess you could call it. Um, And this is needed because they are kind of heavy story on just a few things in WWE. Like they concentrate so heavily with story. This one had none. But what do you think about it, Mike? Yeah, minus the two spots that you talked about, which I did like them two spots with the head. He couldn't move the head. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was was good. And um, uh, what was the The other one? The big frog splash. Yeah, the frog splash was really good. But besides that, it was a clunker in my eyes. It did nothing for Omos. Um. Mm. They sh- they're not protecting him at all. It makes MVP look silly out there. I'm a big MVP guy as a manager. Yeah. Mm. What, what good what good is he? I mean, he's doing nothing <laughs> for him. Um, this is something where they could have introduced maybe some new members to the squad and have uh I almost called him Cody. Uh mm. have Seth uh lose lose the match, maybe bring somebody up. I don't know who that may be, but either way, so I gave it, it a two point seven five, bottom line, two point seven five out of ten. Damn, really hitting hard with the decimals on that one. Yeah. You didn't want so I mean, you're not so far off from me. I'm going a four out of ten, very generous scale. Um, because that's I so far, that's a far away. It, it's new. 
it's new. Like I, I had never seen like Rollins versus a giant like this. And I don't know, but what do you guys real quick before we move to the next match? Omos, like, I think he's gotten a lot better and I'm a fan. I don't love his like gear, what he's wearing right now. Like the, the whatever he's that logo or whatever the hell it is. But uh, I think it's going to be difficult to get him to like the next level, like the highest level, because he's not a great talker. Yeah. And I might be in the minority, but I don't know about MVP as a manager, as a mouthpiece. Like, really? What do you got? What do you think, Frank? I, you know, I like MVP in the manager role. I really think it like revitalized his whole career because I wasn't high on him as a wrestler, you know? So like when he came and went, it was like, that's fine. You know, like he was a guy on the show to me and I didn't dislike him, but I didn't like love him either. So when he came back, it was one of those like, huh, this guy's back, whatever. And then this managerial role, I thought he's excelled in it, you know, especially with the Hurt business. I think that was like the peak of it, you know, but like I find like there's value in MVP as a guy, but like you said, as a mouthpiece necessarily. Like, I feel like he does different things. I feel like he's like a ringside guy versus more of like a voice guy, but right. I, I'm fine with him as the manager. I like him there, but like you said, with almost like the ceiling with him, like, I don't know, man, just cause he's just, he's just too big. You know what I mean? <laughs> like to make it, to make it like realistic. Right. Like I feel like some of these giants that's, they suffer from that. Cause it's like, well, they're just going to win everything. And then you have to kind of make them lose. And then, unfortunately, that this diminishes them in people's eyes. If you watch a guy that looks like he's 190 pounds, like Seth Rollins, you know, just when you're looking at them against each other, you know what I mean? Beat them. It's hard. It's just hard to keep taking those L's. With Brock, you know, he's a monster as well. You get a pass, but eventually you're going to be start losing to these guys who are just regular sized dudes. And the mm. the the mythology or this like yeah. the the big man giant factor just goes away if you could get beat. Yeah, you said, Mike, they're not protecting him. Yeah, it's funny that you said you didn't like his uh, gear because I love this gear coming out for this show. You didn't like it? I, I don't I don't like the top. Like, I don't know what that logo is supposed to be. I just – maybe I need to see it again. I didn't mind, like, the, the pants he's got. Like, uh, he's got a little Nash thing going on there. And I know Nash gave him a blessing exactly. down in the uh, performance center. So that's yeah. why I'm kind of a soft spot for Omos. But go ahead. Yeah. What were you going to say? No, exactly what you just said, Nash. It remind me of Nash and a little bit of Zeus, actually, to be honest with you, too, from that's the old Bardish. But yeah, that was like 90% Nash, the gear. And that's why I loved it so much coming out. But uh, like you said, there's they can't win with him. I mean, it's either push him to the moon or nothing. They're yeah, not going right. to – I mean, you can't have him keep on getting beat by these guys. Brock is one exception, but these other guys, there's no way. It's not – I mean, unless it's handicap matches and stuff like that. Then you're in the whole Braun Strowman type of thing, and then the guy's getting released. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> right. uh, it's, it's, it's not yeah. his fault. He's just in the wrong era, man. I don't know where – Maybe he's a special era. attraction or a special attraction where he's only fighting once every two months. Like, I don't know. Like, it's yeah. tough. And you I mean, got to keep him strong. That's the biggest part of it. You got to yeah. keep those special attractions strong, you know? Like, and if just... he beat the Street Profits one on two, I don't mm -hmm. like, I'm not a Street Profits guy, so they can beat them one on two. And that would make them strong. Or guys, even Alpha Academy, they're losing anyway. Mm -hmm. Have them do that. Well, he that stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with um, Brock, you know, at Mania. And, and like, if he was ever going to be, like, when, when they faced off before Mania, I should say, but if he was ever going to be elevated, it would be beating Brock, right? Now, since yeah. he didn't beat Brock, and he just got pinned clean by Rollins. Mm -hmm. hey, it's a bummer, dude. It kills your... It's Stop like, it. not not to keep bringing her up, but, like, Jade in AEW. Mm -hmm. Like, she shouldn't lose for a while. Like, I don't see why Jade will lose. And it's, like, it's hard when you have... Just like all your booking is an undefeated streak, right? Because mm -hmm. when it comes to an end, it's like it's tricky to bounce back from that. But like you see Jade, she's not even messing around with those world title girls. 
right? And like when we right. all feel eventually she's but when she finally does, yeah, exactly. It'll be important. She's just she's beating these lower level girls, these B B level talent on the show, and she stays strong, strong. And you know you're not giving the world title to Omas. So why is he fighting Brock Lesnar and Rollins and right. name insert next big name that he'll probably be involved with? You know, it's like if he's not gonna be of that, because all you're gonna do is make him lose. Have him beat your mid-card guys every week. You know what I mean? Even if you want to give him a mid-card title. Because that that's because he's so dominant, and then mm-hmm. eventually you do this payoff with a big main event where maybe we feel like there's a chance that he wins, you know? Because like in a in a terrible example of a guy they did that with was Kali. Kali <laughs> came in, he was killing everybody, and then once everybody they moved, once they moved him up the ladder, which was very quickly, by the way. But once they moved him up, he actually won the world title. You know what I mean? And like, but it doesn't feel like we're gonna do that with Omas ever. So it's like mm-hmm. you're just making this guy who should be an attraction just a a big giant guy that I like, get a, another dude over. It's a shame. There's not a Kurt angle out there where Bret Hart, cause if imagine them two versus him, they can make him look good, right? Make him look good. Yeah. Oh, right. Omas. Yeah. I think Rollins made him look pretty good. Really? That did nothing for me though. Like that's not the <laughs> type of match. I'm talking more of a technical mm-hmm. chopping, the, okay. chopping, chopping the knees out. Like angle and Brett would do something like that. Like you said, versus hmm. what he did with Diesel. What's versus- your, so you liked Angle versus Kali? You were a big fan of that match? No. 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 <laughs> no there's no, nothing mean, they could do with Kali, no. But Kali was the worst, right? Like ever. He's the worst of the worst, yeah. yeah. With the exception of the longest yard, he was the worst of the worst. <laughs> I'm with you guys, though. So I feel like if you would have had, like, Omos versus uh, whoever, fill in the blank, maybe – I hate to bring him up. I hate it. But Chad Gable. Like, give him a big win on a pay-per-view and – Rather than him losing the rounds, it just doesn't make sense. Now, I don't yeah, think Omas is involved in this title tournament either. So it's like, how did he? How's he? Uh, it's just, it's weird. Their their whole uh, viewpoint on rock on Omas is weird. But just like you know, the snap of a finger, WWE can recreate his uh, presentation. They can make him serious if they want. It's just they got to make the choice to get behind him. The machine, yeah. the machine's got to make the choice. Next match, a guy they are getting behind, I guess now U.S. Yeah. title. Austin Theory versus Bronson Reed versus Bobby Lashley. Another triple threat match. I feel like every Austin Theory U.S. title match I watch is a triple threat match. It just seems like it. he's just he's always involved in some kind of triple threat with Lashley. But um, Yeah, exactly, with Lashley. With Lashley. They're claiming now, I think it was Michael Cole, um, he calls Theory, so he's that dude ever since being Cena at Mania 39, full mm-hmm. label. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you guys, but not only are triple threat matches like not my thing, but the Austin Theory, I guess, uh, what would you call it? Like, I guess Phenom or whatever. Like, people were into him when Trips rebranded him, like as a yeah, yeah. tough guy, you know, whatever. What do you guys think? Because truthfully, I don't even. I didn't even remember like he was the U.S. champion, and that's sad. But like, I I'm out on Theory right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a fan of him in NXT and throughout the years, but his stock has definitely dipped down tremendously. Like, he was, like, at an 8 for me out of 10, and now he's, like, below 3 because he's, he's – I mean, he, he doesn't have it right now. And I don't know what, mm-hmm. I don't know if he lost confidence in himself or what's going on backstage, who's telling him to do what, who's who's leading him, who's directing him backstage. Like, I don't know, but he was that, – that match was brutal, and I'm a Bobby Lashley guy. Um, mm-hmm. Bronson Reed's another one. He's he's brutal as well. But uh, and that shouldn't have been a triple threat match. If anything, I was thinking to myself, why don't they do like one on one? Then the next, like a kind of even a mini gauntlet type of deal. That would have been better off in this type of match where mm. he fights he fights one of them. Say he fights Bronson Reed, beats him, and then Lashley comes out. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
They should build but, him up a little bit. But I mean, why is um uh, isn't Austin Theory the heel? Bronson Reed's the heel, I guess. And then so, so Lashley's a baby face now. I guess he he's a tweener. I guess he's yeah, a baby tweener. Face, I was yeah. gonna say, yeah. This match is a baby face, but like I thought he wasn't leading in. Like he was very neither. Yeah. This is the match of three guys with no direction. That's mm-hmm. that's basically all three of these guys that's have a zero good point. direction. Who's like who's given Austin Theory this advice backstage to like strip down the gimmick when we all thought he was kind of like entertaining, right? And did you like him in like as in the way or whatever in NXT? I Were did. you a fan? That's when okay. I started liking him. Yeah, he was good there. When he came off, he was good. I know with uh, people, Johnny Gargano, right? He was yeah, with Gargano. Some people thought he was obnoxious when he came up there, but it was something different. Yeah, I mean, I've heard you guys speak about this before, and you guys are right. I mean, it's something different now. He stripped him down. He's generic, and he's boring. Like to me, he's just before he was musty. Now he's just and he's boring. And the sad thing yeah, is, I, I don't know if you guys ever hear of him. Hear him in interviews outside of wrestling. He's not that way. He's not boring. He has like a mm-hmm. almost like a young Cena. Right, talking to him like you know, a little, a little, yeah, you know, I mean, a little uh, jazz in him. He's just, he's just bland, and they, they're yeah, definitely dude, somebody's doing this to him. him. Somebody's doing this to him, and it's not him with him. Like I want to do this. Yeah. Somebody's definitely yeah. doing this to him. It has and, to be because he was yeah. so interesting. You know yeah. what I mean? Like even in people, like it seemed like the internet hated him when he was most interesting to me when he was like Vince's push <laughs> guy. You know what right. I mean? And the internet was just automatically hated him for whatever reason. But it was like, but it was interesting, and it was heat mm. he was getting. You know, and like he was it's the ultimate rub the, too. Yeah, and the cell phone stuff and all of that was like important. You know, you know, and I I was hard on it at the time, but like him losing to the punter at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like. And did him no favors. And then after that, he changed his gimmick and there was like a regime change and all this. And like now he's like the most bland guy. I like Austin Theory. I've said it on the show many times. I think he's the world champion in that company at some point, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's just like right now, I think you're like you're tweeting on the like on the verge of like blowing it, you know, and him Mm -hmm. being a, a guy whose future endeavored in mass layoffs at some point to save money, you know, just because he's bland, he gets no reaction, you know, Mm -hmm. like the people don't even hate him anymore. You know, it's just like very, just whatever this guy's just, and and like Zern said, it's not his fault for sure. Cause he had something and now it's gone, you know? And it's sort of like, I doubt it was his idea to be like, how can I be more generic, you know? And, do well, what's interesting he's he's, tw- he's 25 years old um so man he's he's a lot younger than i thought to be honest with you um so he's got time i mean you know hopefully they they figure it out i mean this is a big spot to be in united states champion at 25 years old but styles make fights like i said in the, in the last match this uh did not have a good contrast to styles i don't think and lashley was showing off that strength he had uh you know a pretty nasty, like kind of choke slam thing. He sent Austin Theory down, got him high up in the air. Bronson Reed getting called a big man, though, kind of like I don't know how I feel about it. Is he on your guys' list of like all time big men? Not all time, but I mean, hey, the only reason I won't knock it is because like they Vader's a big man, you know, and Vader's like a shorty too, right? So it's sort of like I get what you're saying because he's like five eight. <laughs> he looks like he's five. Yeah. But he's a, he's like he's a bowling a ball. Yeah, he's a refrigerator, a refrigerator bowling ball. Yeah, you know, whichever like description you want to use because but it, you know and he's nimble and his splash yes, looks like he's a, agile a heavy it's a it looks like a heavy splash when he lands it you go oh wow that would suck you know a lot like vader's but like it's just he's just another guy who does moves to me you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's like that's what bugs me about him and it's just like i thought maybe because i don't know a lot about him i 
saw him hyped up when he was in NXT and he had that belt or whatever. So like, but I never really watched. And I heard he had good matches down there with guys, you know, other top guys, but like he's up with other top guys in NXT when they were firing all cylinders. So like, it's hard to judge. And I, everything I've seen of him on the main roster, I'm not been impressed. You know, mm. he could move around, I guess, but he's another dude. It's like, I don't, I don't get anything out of watching guys who I'm like, I feel like you're going to go nowhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, that's ultimately what I feel with him was like, what? you don't see him in the world title picture ever. <laughs> no, I don't see him in the world okay. title picture. I mean, unless he gets like a, a Mark Henry run after 20 years in the company oh, or something like right. that, you know, the, the uh, trophy participation. Yeah, trophy. yeah. But yeah. So like, I can't get interested in him. I'm not a Bobby Lashley guy myself, but like, I respect Bobby. Lashley. Also Bobby Lashley is American top team. So like, I always have love for my American top team family, you know, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it's not going to get me excited watching boring Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley by itself, let alone you're throwing a third guy. It's very lazy. Like, at least Zern had an idea for a match that makes it interesting. This is just like, here's three guys we don't know what we're doing with. It's a Puerto Rico pay-per-view, whatever. <laughs> throw, them, throw them together, you know? And, like, and that's the match. And it just – and it and it showed because they didn't even get time. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't even get time. They, did not, so they didn't like, get a lot of time. And you mentioned it. Read an agile, like, athletic big man that does moves. Mm-hmm. And the thing about, like, comparing on the Vader, though, is, like, when I was younger – Watching Vader throw those like haymaker hands, those fists, he was like scary. Like I was legit yeah. scared of Vader. Yeah. So with the difference with Ronson Reed is he looks like a like a gentle, like a just a very <laughs> soft type of um, not intimidating at all. But um, Mike, what do you think about Bronson Reed, real quick? Well, two guys in this match are at, in the wrong federation. So Bronson Reed was good in New Japan. Um, yeah. I was a fan of him in NXT, and when he made it, when he got released and went to Japan. That's where he needs to be. He's not a, he's he is more stiff over there. Mm-hmm. He's not allowed wow. to do what he wants to do over there. Interesting. Um, as far as theory, put him in the pillars match coming up. Yeah. Take one guy out. Take Jungle Boy out. He can fit in that that pillars match easy and be and be over, yeah, or be a I heel. So. One of the two. Mm-hmm. Him versus MJF even like heel versus like they're almost kind of the, not the same but like on the same level almost in my eyes. So it's not him. Mm-hmm. You got two guys out of three, and you got Lashley, who is in no no man's land. He yeah, always right. will be. He always was, right? Yes, from he 2000, was. Always. From 2006. I mm-hmm. like him, but he shouldn't be a heavyweight champion. I like him as a mid-carder, but what do you do with him? He's one of them but guys. But he's too big to be a mid-carder. It's something, yeah, what can you do? Down. You're yeah, damned exactly. if you do or yeah. don't with him. 46 yeah. years old, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and he's he can probably go until he's 56 because the guy is phenomenal, but um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, two yeah. out of three guys are in the wrong – Wrong fed. Uh, I gave this a 2.30 out of 10. Wow. Okay. We're not too far off. I do want to mention that um, Theory, you know, he he worked a little bit in there, reversing some of Lashley's full Nelsons, trying to get a pinning combination that everybody does now. Bret Hart did it to Roddy Piper and Austin back in the day. Now everybody does it, that flip back thing. But Lashley did the damage on Austin Reed, oh, Bronson Reed, <laughs> and um, gave him the spear. And But Theory throws Lashley out of the ring. I guess you could say he stole the win, even oh, though like yeah. in a triple threat match, that's the object. But it does theory no favors, even though theory retains, um, because like he's like, I guess, barely escaping as champion. And and that's the story that he's not really qualified to be the champion and beat anyone like fair and square. But I'll just say real quick, not my favorite match, not really my thing, no rooting interest. I'm indifferent. And um, 2.6 out of 10, very flat. What'd you have, Frank? I'll just quickly say one and a half stars, just like the last match. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I give it the same grade as the last match because I think it's a better 
wrestling match, you know, than the Omos Seth Rollins match, but does nothing for me. Don't really love the dudes participate. I do like Austin Theory. I don't hate Bobby Lashley, but I'm not a fan either. So, you know, it is what it is. It was short. So at least it was shorter yeah. than the Omos match, which is crazy to think, you know, so. Yeah, six minutes, 50 seconds, Austin Theory got the win. Yeah. So it was <clears throat> very, very short. It was a, a Raw match, basically, a SmackDown match. Yeah. Um, SmackDown, Women's Championship up next, Rhea Ripley, Zelina Vega. Rhea, I, I, I don't know. I would say has become one of the best women's wrestlers today. On this trajectory, could be the greatest of all time if her momentum continues up because, like, she's on fire right now. I think she's got that star power, that it factor. We're big fans of Rhea Ripley. Zern, are you as high on Rhea as we are or no? Oh, absolutely. She's hands down. Well, I shouldn't say hands down because she's got some tough competition. Like you guys were talking about AEW for. I can't even say hands down the best women's wrestler because Bianca's there. And then like, there's yeah. competition. That's a good thing. But yeah. Yeah. she's top five for sure. That's that's. I mean, she's off their gimmick. I didn't love her when she did the um when she first started off in NXT when she was like right. blondes. Um, I just thought I seen her in the tournament. I said, but I mean, she's progressed. She's gotten better, and look how young she is, and she's she's coming to her she's home. Found herself. Said, yeah, you guys have said it so many times over, so I don't have to say it again. But it's uh, yeah, she's doing good. So I mean, the, the women's division's in good good hands. That's for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's, that's the match that we want to see next at WrestleMania for sure. That's that's the match right there. Rhea Dude, that's Bianca. Big. That's box office too. You yeah, absolutely. Like, you talk about like a Sasha. Both, both like with Sa the belts. Do you think, Zern? Oh, it should, it they should, have to be. It should right. be like everybody always said, like uh, Bailey and 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 Sasha. I don't, nah. I don't see that nowhere yeah. near as this. Like Becky, no, Becky, and, no. Like now, throw all that down. This is what I want to see because this is basically like a man's match. I mean, this is going. I mean, well, these are star, these are stars. These are these women or men. These are stars. Yeah, despite what happened in the um Bianca match, I mean, they're 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 safe in the ring. They know what they're doing, but they have they work like mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah, yeah women's um, women's division is strong, and that's that's what I, the point I was making is just how much we love Bianca, Rhea. Mm -hmm. Obviously, stuff Charlotte floating around. There's so many girls on this roster, women on this roster. Uh, Zelina Vegas, the other one in this match, gets the hometown welcome. LWO's LWO, their own Zelina Vega. Frank, you hear that music? How's it make you feel? Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I I pop for the music. Don't get me wrong. You know, like I always will pop for that song. But it's it's definitely odd, like, you know, hearing Eddie's music specifically, you know, like it just seems not LWO to me. It's just I know he was the leader back then. and all, But like I said, I'm not going to hate on it. I love I love any kind of Eddie tribute. We talk about wrestlers doing tributes during the matches. Zelina popped one out during the match. We'll get to that. But like her entrance with the flag cape and all that and the amount of love she was getting from that crowd, you know, like, you know, is she like the best woman on the roster, right? Like, no, you no. know, I don't even really think of her as a wrestler. I think of her more as a manager personally. Um, she can do stuff though, like she's shown it. Um, but still, like to be able to have that kind of moment, you know, in front of the crown, it's like, man, that was cool. It, um, every Puerto Rican got like a lot of love, you know, like on the show. <laughs> um, I almost felt bad for uh who did a uh, bad bunny go against Damian priest? You know, I almost right. felt bad for him. Cause he had to be the Puerto Rican guy that got the booze, you know, but the love Zelina got, it was real nice to see everybody chanting, you know, it was, it was real cool, man. It was special, you know? And like, it get, it makes you like, um, it makes you like proud, you know, in a way like I don't think about often. Right. Cause I don't watch Porter. Like I don't watch wrestling and think of having like these Puerto Rican, like pride moments, you know, it's just never been that in United States. 
So it's like to see that, you know, and it really, it makes that like that, um, like the inclusion factor, like feel like present, you know, and it just was like a moment that like I haven't had as like a WWE fan, you know, and, um, you know, cause like all, you guys used to, well, not you guys, but Duke used to make fun of me for cheering for anybody because they're Puerto Rican. You cheer for him because right. they're Puerto Rican. He, you know, he would like laugh at me and it's like, yeah. You, you, Primo and you, Epico, Cologne. Yeah, yeah, anybody. Listen, Carlito, you guys used to, I remember when we had the wrestling league and I had like Carlito's like intercontinental champion. You know what I mean? Like on my yeah. show, like right away. And it was like, I always like gas up. Hometown flavor. Yeah, just to get that taste, you know, and like the, then to see that like on the such a big scale. And it was for, you know, with Zelina Vega too, who's like not even a mega star I wasn't even certain she was Puerto Rican until a few months ago. You know what I mean? And it was just like, <laughs> but like to see that kind of like a uh, moment that she got, you know, like it was cool. It brought me a lot of pride, you know, watching that show. Yeah. When she came out, I had to push pause and take a picture. My wife was at work and I, that, that entrance was phenomenal. Yeah. That, that cape, everything was good. And um, I've been a fan with her since she was not as a wrestler so much, but as a manager, since she was with Austin Aries at State of Trinidad, mm -hmm. they were together mm -hmm. and um, a little bit in impact, blah, blah, blah. And when she came, I think she's a good manager. I mean, yeah. she does her job. Right. Her. But to give her what she did, that was perfect. She didn't. Yeah. She she got her tail kicked. She yeah. lost. She got her moment. But um, mm -hmm. she had a moment with her mom there. That was it was good of them to nice. do that. Yeah. I'm surprised that they did do that. They did it the right way, hundred percent. That's what Frank was talking about at the top. Like win or lose, giving these these people, men and women, this hometown love has not always been a thing WWE would do. Like, mm -hmm. and tonight they at least lived like they did let these people live their dreams. Selena being one of them emotional for Selena Vega fighting for all of Puerto Rico in this match and her father who was killed in the nine 11 attacks, which I never heard of. That That's messed crazy. up. Yeah. I didn't hear, didn't hear what Vince thing. did that one story. No. So they had a nine 11, um, uh, tribute show in New York and she was booked on it. And then he pulled her five minutes before the show started. You guys never heard that story. No. Oh yeah. No. She was traumatized. Yeah. That was like uh -huh. not that long ago. A couple oh, years ago, yeah. Not the bad mouth Vince, but it was just a. <laughs> it's a I felt bad, bad mouth Vince, but I felt I felt bad for her at the time, you know, because that was yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely not surprised. But and um, she got a. Uh, I'm not the. Did you guys see that they got matching LWO tattoos at in Puerto Rico? I did, did on their hands. Right? I said, I, saw I said they're not breaking up now. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, it was Santos Escobar got it on his hand. I was like, bro, you're you're for life, seriously. And that's the that's one I thought real that was for it. life. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like maybe her and uh, Ty uh, Alistair Black got uh mat matching tattoos uh, or something. They legit got all of them. Yeah, all all of them got tattoos matching. Uh, also, fun fact, little fun fact about this match is their significant others are House of Black members in AEW. You know, both, <laughs> that's Malachi right. Black and Buddy Murphy or whatever, Buddy Matthews. Oh, they were all together uh, over the weekend, probably planning yeah. this this match out. And unfortunately, the match we'll talk about in a second. But um. Yeah, I want to bring up real quick, though, we talked about Michael Cole explaining like Puerto Rican culture and, and the significance of the, uh, is it the, the Ojo? How do you say the, 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 the sandal like that? that um... The chancla, yeah. Yeah. So what did he say? Something about like every, every Puerto Rican kid knows what that is. Yeah, because like every kid has gotten chased around by their grandma or mom, depending on who it was in your family with a chancla on, you know? <laughs> so like that's just the typical you see a chunk like you know you gotta go run and so it was funny uh to have that moment you know with her mom there and her mom getting into it Rhea. see Rhea's such a star dude that she has like her interactions with everybody it's just money she's she's got it all Rhea. she does it's just pure money um but yeah i don't feel like the crowd i know they were behind zelina but i would say they were a little bit more behind eo sky earlier and i think the only reason is 
because of what we talked about, the doubt. Like, I don't think anybody on earth nah, thought yeah. Zelina <laughs> would win. So they could max out their, like, yeah. fandom, right? They're just like, all right, let's be real. She's not going to win. Uh, they did try to add a little bit of suspense when uh, I think it was she reversed Rhea's, you know, fi- uh, finisher into a DDT mm-hmm. and then and then hit a 619. Like you guys said, probably not the most crisp worker, but they were trying. In the end, Rhea retained her title. It was a very raw vibe to this match, like itself. It wasn't mm-hmm. anything special. Crowd did cheer her hard. Post-match, they showed her a lot of love and respect. I gave it a very, very generous 3.2 out of 10. And that's just, I'm glad she got her moment. Yeah. The match itself is not memorable yeah. to separate the two. What'd you guys have? I gave it a two out of five because it's like the, it's the same logic I used with the last two matches where I rated them low. I would apply that here, except the entrance in the moment was so much better than anything else. Yeah. Like anything, those other uh, matches could even like come close to achieving. So it gets a little bit of higher grade. It's not a match you're watching for the match itself you're watching to see the moment you're watching to see the entrance and the crowd's passion and all that and like even um zelena vega you know very emotional and all that so that's what you're there for so i give it two stars out of five nice yeah i think rhea ripley did such a great job in this match uh she didn't really elevate uh her zelena too much because zelena is hard to elevate she's not a good worker like i said she's a manager but the, the stuff that she did in that ring, she was trying to give it all to her. She knows this was her moment. She's not getting mm-hmm. this again. She's like, this is all about you, even though I'm getting a win. And mm-hmm. she did such a great job in this match. That being said, yeah, it wasn't crisp. It wasn't none of that stuff. It was very, not sloppy at times, but it just didn't have that good vibe. But the entrances were great. The feeling was great. Mom getting involved. It was all great to me. So I gave it a 4.2. Wow. little little love there. Mm. Yeah, not too far off I mean, Ray is a star. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a whole point, 3.3, 3.4 out of 10. I don't think um, that this would have happened. Like, I don't even know how this Puerto Rican, like this show here in San Juan came to like exist. But I I think if Vince, like you said, her, him pulling her from a 9-11 match for her to get this comeback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all that much sweeter for her probably. So props to Zelina. You know, she had her night. And going um, back to what you said about Triple H making this happen, this definitely he definitely did this because they didn't promote this a year ago. They didn't mm-hmm. promote this six months ago. They just promoted this right a couple mo- a couple months ago. Yeah, Quite honestly, true. if I would have known about this a year ago, I probably would have booked it out to, you know, like I said, make a whole thing of it go out, not just for the show, but just to go mm-hmm. there because I know what the type of vibe would be. But they gave like three months notice. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that uh, Triple H got behind it maybe in January and made it happen, pushed the button, made it happen. Yeah put those logistics together. I think, um, yeah, we'll see what, what's the, what else triple H is going to uh, cook up for us. It's definitely been, a, a, you know, a nice steady upswing in the triple H era. I gotta, you know, give him his, give him his props. The next you match was, cool. was his, sorry, yeah, real sorry. Quick, John boy, but yeah. what's cool about this event though, is like they're touting the success of it, of both nights in Puerto Rico. You know what I mean? So it's like, in theory, it's like they have to be back, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. hopefully then, like Zern was saying, because I had crazy FOMO watching this, like last night, I watched it the night after, but I was watching it and I was like, oh, I, it was one of those where I was like, I can't believe I'm not there. You know what I mean? Mm. It was like, I was bummed out. You should have been there. Of, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was. A, and like, and I had, Zern had way more desire to be there than me. I thought the crowd would be good, you know, but like, I didn't even consider it, you know what I mean? Like as a trip to go to, like, because me and my girlfriend are considering going to Puerto Rico this summer. So like, it, when they announced it, we said to each other, it doesn't make sense, but the timing just didn't work out, you know, mm. when we were planning. So we were just like, nah. So we are planning to go to Puerto Rico, but like 
if they give me more time, you know, to figure it exactly. out, like the next one, it's yeah, like, it was I very thrown to together. Go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and we'll get to the um, that the success that they were touting of the show at, at the end here. But this next match, I think this is largely in the reason why this show was successful. Truth be told, uh, the number one reason I would say is Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny. And this was a treat for anyone who was live in the audience, not to rub in the FOMO more, but anyone, any Puerto Rican wrestling fan and also fans of Bad Bunny himself. This was a treat for them because this was this was sports entertainment at its finest, without a doubt. And uh, Bad Bunny, this guy's super duper duper over. And that's still an understatement. But in Puerto Rico, this guy is you know, what Vampiro would consider himself to be in Mexico <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the 90s, right? Um, but listen, uh, I think Bad Bunny, you know, he he's a fan of wrestling and you could tell, like he he learned himself a thing or two these past couple of years getting into the WWE and he came out bringing the shopping cart full of weapons. So he's ready for a street fight. I should mention that we have a street fight here on our hands. And like you said, Frank, Damian Priest, also from Puerto Rico, but playing the mean heel here, unfortunately yeah. for him, mm-hmm. didn't get the the feeling of love. But um, right off the bat, Bunny hits uh, like a picture-perfect Michinoku driver, which you're like, damn, this dude's been mm-hmm. practicing, got some skill. And uh, what do you guys think, though? Like, we talk all the time about celebrity involvement. Has this one... Does this only work in Puerto Rico, or did you enjoy his, like, WrestleMania match against Miz? Like, do you want him... Are you okay with him in the biz? No. So, like, listen, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and let the moment, you know, overtake me and, like, act like I don't hate celebrities beating champions of your company. You know what I mean? And, like, and we'll get to the finish of this match and all that. But, like, I think the main reason this works is because it's who he is, where they're at. You know what I mean? And, like, and that's huge, you know, because there's not... You know, Puerto Rico is such a such, Puerto Rico is such a small island that like when they do have like a big name there, like they kind of get like that like holy treatment, you know what I mean? And they become mega stars and celebrity of the island. So it's like to see a guy who's like transcended all celebrity, really. He's one of the most famous people on earth. You know what I mean? It's like if Michael Jackson decided to have a, a mania match, you know, in 1991. You know what I mean? You'd be like, what? You know, it's just like it's crazy to think. You know, and, and, like, and that's what this guy is doing. But then he's actually cares about it, unlike these other celebrities. You know, I got like not meaning Logan Paul or whatever, because I think he cares and he tries hard. You know what I mean? But like the typical celebrity appearances, you know, and so like to have Bad Bunny there, like it just it was all the ingredients in the pot to make it like this epic moment. And I want to go back to his entrance, John Boy, because mm. his entrance, dude, his entrance popped me. Like instant, the music hit, and I was like, I don't even like I said, I don't know his music currently that much, but that song hit, and I was like, this is a thumper. The way he came out, they had the drone flying through the crowd. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He comes back, he grabs the track. It was it. The crowd was so hyped. Everybody was on their feet, dancing, singing the song. Another one where like they're singing the song, but it doesn't feel like wrestling fans singing the song. It felt like, oh, this is like the place to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's what that entrance like did for me, and like it made me so hyped for the match right away you know and that's what a good crowd does to like wrestling matches right and i just wanted to point out that entrance because i was like i think it's an all-timer no it was i was actually thinking like there was you know stone cold in texas at wrestlemania 38 like got this because there's like a zillion people there but yeah yeah. this reaction and love for the hometown guy was modern like in recent memory is so it was up there i mean it Mm -hmm. was you know punk in chicago almost 
Yeah. So like going back to your question, am I, do I think like bad bunny and all this, like what I want to see him continue? Not necessarily. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff is great, but like, I felt like this was the culmination of like the bad bunny experience in the WWE. I'm sure they're okay. going to abuse it to death and to the point where I'm sick of seeing the guy, you know what I mean? Like they do everything, but like, this was like one of those all time moments. I don't think you could even top it. You're not going to, there's no place in the States, even if it's mania and there's a hundred thousand people in the crowd or whatever. It's not going to be the passion that these people had for no the way. guy. You know what I mean? Genuine, so, and, genuine, and pure. Gen, you know what I mean? It was pure love for the dude in that moment. So it's like, I think it's like, this is where you should keep it. It's kind of like where Ric Flair should have retired after Shawn Michael kicked his head off. You know what I mean? It's sort of like this bad bunny run. Like you're not going to get a better. This would be the great ending. I think yeah, you're right. You know what I'm I mean, I'm yeah. sure, of course you can't because you're touting like the 140 the million yeah. <laughs> social media followers, not For to sure. mention the, the Grammy award winning musical success. Zern, I don't know where you stand. I mean, I think I do, but like wrestling celebrities, they've always been like a marriage, not just WWF or WWE. It is going to still happen before, you know, after bad bunny and before, are you cool with uh bunny's place so far in the WWE? Yeah, I don't think they overuse him, and nor do I think they have the opportunity to overuse him because he's so busy elsewhere. True. He's got to be, I mean, two WrestleManias ago, he was off in that, but they, they uh, showed the vignette of him just going off into his little bus or whatever. So a couple times a year, I'm good with it. Like Frank said, this was picture perfect. Like this, everything from him being here. And um, it definitely should have went on last, but we can talk about that later. Mm. It should have been the main event, hands down. There's that's where they messed up at. This would have mm -hmm. been Canadian Stampedish with the Hearts, the Heart Foundation. What happened? Sure. I know you're going to get into it later. What happened? But as far as Bam Butt, Bam Buddy, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of his. As overall, I mean, his music's okay. I'm, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. Past my thing, but uh, I do know his his popular songs. My kid Gabrielle knows his popular. She equates to him on the music, to him being on the screen. She thinks it's amazing. You know what I mean, like, yeah. right? So. They're, they did a great job bringing him in, not overusing him, like I said. Now, mm -hmm. if, if he was on once a month, uh, I mean, forget yeah, about much. it. It would be, it'd be mm -hmm. too much. But once a year, twice a year. And I don't think they're going to get him more than that because he's so so busy. Unlike right. Logan but he Paul, does Logan, love the business. Yeah, I, Logan I Paul like. has more, maybe six times a year he'll have because he's in the States. He's just all, yeah, he'll, he might be able yeah. to wrestle six times a year. And he has no I other think, talent. So, yeah, I mean, he does what he does. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with, with, with the way they're using him, absolutely. and Well, the way they utilize him on this show, let's talk about it and just break down this match real quick because yeah. I think, if nothing else, Bunny, he's like a very natural entertainer. And the street oh, fight yeah. by it was a yeah perfect way to kind of utilize him. You equating it to MJ, like Michael Jackson, it, like that's crazy to think about, but it does make sense. Like yeah. this guy. It's like it's, what it's it like, is. He's the most you imagine Michael Jackson in the world. You know, most first, stream musical yes. artist in the world. Like it's not like so, – He's one of the most – no, no, no. He's the most – he's right. the biggest pop star in the world. So who – so my MJ, height of his popularity, 1990, 91, let's call it that. Like, who would be on top? So it would be – like, uh, who would be around that he would That's wrestle? Hogan Warrior. No, no, I'm sorry. Like, because uh, this is – Those would be the game, top guys, but who could he have? But, yeah. Yeah, who would he have fought? It'd be uh, like Mach. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Or Mr. Perfect or, or, something, or something like that. Like that. If it's more of a – yeah. MJ versus Mr. Perfect. Let's book it. Um, but yeah, there were, this was a street fight. Like I said, lots of kendo stick shots, lots of like stuff in the crowd. Uh, at one point they were on top of one of those equipment trunks, 10 feet mm -hmm. off the ground. Damian Priest delivered that, that broken arrow choke slam move, sit down, mm -hmm. choke slam, whatever you want to call it. 
Falcon Arrow looking thing. Crazy spot. It looked cool. It was uh, it was well done for one of those premeditated spots. You know what I mean? I'll give them the props there. I should mention Bad Bunny actually delivering a very well executed Falcon Arrow. Yeah. Before they went out there, yeah. and which Cole called it a Michinoku driver, and that's yeah, when uh, no, he got he got corrected. corrected yeah, yeah. You know, like um, I want I want to give Damian Priest a lot of credit as well. Yes. Because we're yes. not like super high on him. I don't like dislike the guy. Like it might be the Puerto Rican bias where I'm just hoping he does well. You know what I mean? At all times. But like we're not super high on him. But he had two big spotlight matches with Bad Bunny. And everybody comes out of it talking about Bad Bunny, you know, like they're supposed to. But that just means Damian Priest did a great job. You know what I mean? Like highlighting the guy. Like I thought he was really good with the crowd this match. There's a moment I like. I want to point out that, you know, Bad Bunny had got a lot of offense and had a great match with him. But like to begin the match, like uh, Priest hits him with that sit down choke slam move almost right away and has him dead to rights. You know, mm-hmm. like, he pulls him dead. up. Uh, so he pulled. He pulls him up and he wanted to punish Bad Bunny. And I do yeah. have to say, like, I appreciate the psychology of this match with making Priest like taking Bad Bunny lightly, only to eventually like beg off. And see, yeah. oh, Bad Bunny can actually scrap with me. Like, I'm going to. Yeah. Then he walks that's, away. That was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That scene, that moment where, like, Priest is just standing outside and he just, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was so good and he's talking shit to the crowd, you know? Like, I thought he did a really good job, like, in the spot that he's in. And yeah. a t- tricky spot where everyone's, like, you know, this could have been his match. You know, like, this should have been a match where he's getting all the love. Like, Zelina got, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, like he should have been one of those guys and he's given it to Bad Bunny. You know what I mean? Like he's like, you know, and it makes sense for business and all that. But like to be in that, it would have been tricky for me. You know, like if all every Puerto Rican on the show was getting all love and I had to go out there and be the asshole. You know what I mean? And kind of get yeah. out of the building to an extent, you know, because they showed him enough love. They were showing everybody love, to be fair. But, you know, that's an he, interesting way to look being, at it. Yeah. Being put in that spot. I like he I thought he handled it great, you know, and like and he made Bad Bunny look like a million bucks and credit to this Bad was... Bunny for doing real dangerous stuff, too. For a guy that's so valuable. I'm sure his agents and managers and all that were backstage, like watching through their fingers. Oh, my you know gosh, I mean? bro. It's like it's so dangerous. A lot of this stuff was dangerous for regular trained professional wrestlers, yeah. let alone him. But I'm with you on the priest thing. I'll give him his props. I think Duke is higher on him, or at least Duke always points out the great shape he's got himself into. Yeah. And um, I'll ask Mike in a sec your thoughts on Damian Priest. But I'm with you, definitely co-signing the fact that he like really, really helped this match. You know, sort of. Um, I guess just live up to the hype because Bad Bunny's hype going into this was. I mean, it could have been a stinker, but it, it lived up, and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Priest did get a moment here. Like this, he can. This is, I mean, win or lose, and boo or cheer. Yeah. His he can go home to his kids or wherever he's going home to, and be like, "Man, that's like I just wrestled Bad Bunny in a banger, yeah. twenty five yeah. minutes." Mike, what do you think of um, Damian Priest as the as a worker and his his credit in this match? Yeah, I spoke earlier about Austin Theory being high on my list and taking a drop stock wise over over the course of the years. Damian Priest was probably at the lowest with Baron Corbin in NXT as a face. I disliked him so much. I hated his hair. I hated everything about him. <laughs> Over the last couple of years, and at, once he turned heel, I mean, he's really done a really good job. And I've actually gotten a chance to see him live twice at house shows and interact with the crowd the way he can work. He actually can really work good mm-hmm. and um and interact with the crowd good too. I think he's doing a really good job as you know as a heel. I'm not saying he's my favorite guy in the world, but his stock has definitely risen rose uh, over the last you know definitely last year um when he was mm-hmm. with bad bunny tag teaming i was like i wasn't right about him even 
I was like, yeah. why, why did he pick this dork? To... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but being where he's at the position now, I think he needs to be at a heel. Now, if they turn him babyface tomorrow, I think it all goes downhill again. Mm-hmm. He needs to stay so. at a face. And that's why, I trust me, the guy's really humble, listening to him outside of the uh, Fed. So I think he was pleasure to, you know, fight Bad Bunny, give him his cred, go out, and um, go through all that. And um, two guys the honors. Two, two guys that were all four, I never would have thought was Scott Hall, loved Damon Priest, went out and said, Oh, wow. That he had, he's a five star guy. Nash, same thing, and because mm. he, he used to wear some of their gear down there, they gave him the blessings. Scott Hall used to go down there specifically just to watch Damon Priest. And I think that, Scott Hall showed him his punches because he's got a little bit of a Scott Hall. Well, he's uh, Nash said, "Listen, he's an outsider, Mark, and we love yeah, it." I bet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet. He actually just said that last last podcast or oh, really? maybe two podcasts ago. Weird enough, so I like it. I mean, I think he's well, grown as a wrestler, which is good. I know he's forty years old. He's yes. grown as a wrestler, but he's better. Than he, that's what you want. You don't want it descending. You want us ascending. Mm-hmm. Whereas Theory's going down. He, he's to me, his stock's going up. And I Priest think he's probably the top number two in that group right now. Over Finn, and I'm a Finn guy. He's number two in that group. And think he of the exposure right. for Damian Priest now too, with the Bad yeah. Bunny. Like we, I was, I brought up the point about having to be the bad guy in Puerto Rico, but it's like, but bro. Every child who's going to be watching TikTok videos of Bad Bunny doing moves, the other guy is Damian Priest, and you know, for that Puerto Rican crowd, he's going to get a lot of love too, because you know, you take care of the the good the God over there, Bad Bunny. You know what I mean? It's uh-huh. going to be they're going to remember, and you are Puerto Rican, right? He can come back next show and be the good guy, and he's going to get all that love back. So it's you know, weird. Not yeah, many maybe people. He's going to do good for him. Sorry. No, yeah, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just saying it's weird. I don't think a lot of people he would even identify him as Puerto Rican a year ago. Because he's right. not, he wasn't born there. He's born in New York. New York, yeah. But then he moved to Puerto Rico. He can speak Spanish. He obviously is, you know, from there technically. Mm-hmm. But a year ago, would you identify, or two years ago, would you identify looking at him as 100% Puerto Rican? Not just him, his like how he looks, yeah. probably not. But like his yeah. gear, he always has Puerto Rican flags on his gear, though. So like yeah. if you do mm-hmm. check out his gear, you'll see a flag. Yeah, this like, is true. Yeah. yeah. But just over his overall percentage. Yeah, exactly. Because he's got the golf mixed, like his, mm-hmm. his three mixes yeah, that yeah, he got yeah, in yeah. there. Which is what his half family is um doing some research a couple weeks ago on him and his family's really into music and stuff like that okay. like metal heavy metal music yeah it makes sense and stuff like that yeah so he's taken away from you got respect he was raised so he was raised in Puerto Rico though right I think he was yeah and he moved there when he was I don't know maybe five six years old but he wasn't born he was born in New York which yeah right yeah he's in New York but, uh, yeah I'm just saying Regardless. I never identified him minus the gear. As a Puerto Rican until oh no, yeah, and then the gimmick, yeah. like you said, the goth gimmick or like the punishment yeah. Martinez stuff, he was always kind of like more dark. But um, I think yes, give all the props to him. But I do want to talk about just how this match kind of yeah, culminated because it was nuts. It was this all started, I guess, back when you know Bad Bunny and and Rey Mysterio had their thing at WrestleMania. Mysterio versus Dominic, Bad Bunny got involved in punishment. I almost called his punishment Martinez, <laughs> but uh Damian Priest got involved. I did not remember they were tag team partners, though. I forgot all about that. It's a cool full circle moment to see these guys, yeah. I guess, in this match. Long, but um long-term storytelling. There it is by accident, <laughs> but it worked. I mean, in unintentional. But Dominic and Finn, Judgment Day did get involved. Rey Mysterio comes out, tries to even the odds until Carlito, Caribbean, cool, Oof. evens the odds. Now, this pop, um, I don't know, man. Like, was this all right? Was is Carlito like a top three or four all timer Puerto Rican wrestler? Do we think? Like, is yeah, he yeah, up yeah, there? Yeah, you got your Pedro Morales, your, yeah, your Carlos Car- Colon, Pedro. Colon. 
Miguel Perez, on the, big, on the big scale like this, you know what I mean? Like, there's probably, like, hardcore Puerto Rican wrestling heads that'll have other guys to name, you know? But, like, in terms of uh, mass appeal, like, like well-name recognition Puerto Rican wrestlers, you know, like Carlito, you know, he has a resume, you know? And, and it's, and it's like, a very a valid one. one. United States mm-hmm. champion, intercontinental champion, you know what I mean? Like, he's had moments. Won both belts the first nights he was on whatever show he was on when he won each one smackdown i think he won intercontinental title and then united states on raw something like that exactly you know like it's a it's an interesting achievement to have you know i know santino also won it this this first night (laughs) but you know that doesn't cause more of a joke but like i've always shown carlito love you know and i always thought carlito was super good too but i felt like he was a little lazy and that's what kind of got to him in his wwe run i feel like he didn't care so much there um but like, dude, his music hit. So Zern texted me. I, I couldn't watch live. So Zern texted me during the show. And I, I wanted to respond to him. He's like, are you watching? And I wasn't. And I wanted to be like, did Carlito come back? But I didn't even want to like hint, you know what I mean? Anything. But like when Zern texted me, I don't know why. When Zern's number fucking popped up on my phone, I was like, I, I was like, did Carlito show up, dude? I, I don't know why. Like I thought Zern would be like Carlito. Like think I was the Carlito mark, which would be true. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> it was you know, the other like, guy. Yeah, it was the other guy. It ended up being for Savio Vega that he was texting me. But, dude, when Carlito came out, though, I was like, man, and that crowd reaction was so good for him. And it just shows what how like what a legend he is over there, you know, because I saw him and his brother wrestle in WWC, like, you know, way long ago. So it's like it was – it's cool to see him, like, get that love because he didn't get any love in WWE. You know what I mean? Like right. Even when he was over, it was just as a heel. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's interesting to see. Oh, you mean uh, from the fans, get that love. Yeah, yeah, that that, from the fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just mm-hmm. never, he was never put in that situation really. You know, like. In yeah, a, because he felt like I said, like Pedro Morales, Carl, his dad, Carlos Colon. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I would say Carly has got to be up there at least based on this reaction. Um, let me just run through it and then we'll talk about it because Carlito came out to even the odds. Judgment Day retreated until Savio Vega comes out and scares these two Judgment Day chumps straight. They were just frozen in fear from this <laughs> this older gentleman. Um, I'm sure. I mean, the crowd was eating this up, this stuff right up. Rest of the LWO comes out. And eventually, they save. Uh, they they basically took out Finn and Dominic. It was crazy. I mean, Bunny. Bunny and Priest still had a match going on in the ring. Savio, I think he he got some offensive with those chops, those the those kick, crescent yeah. kicks. That cut. Yeah. I just think um, they added all this sizzle to this match. Um, there was, like I said, stolen match going on. Figure four by Bad Bunny. I thought that was going to be it. A call back to, I guess, the flair. Carlos Colon, you know, bloodbath matches of the of the seventies and eighties. Anyway, Bunny hit a crazy slice bread number two where he definitely almost landed on his head. On his that own head, yeah. On his own head, scary. Um, beat, she beats Priest down with a chair. You, he hit the very overused Canadian destroyer, although tonight the Puerto Rican destroyer. Puerto Rican destroyer, literally. Sealed the, sealed the deal as he pins Damian Priest. Bad Bunny gets the win. And uh, the way he covered Priest was like as if he had just been in a war and that was a small little detail. I liked the way he covered yeah, Damian Priest at the end, on. laid on him. So Bad Bunny gets the win. Zer, what do you think about all the gaga, all the extra, the uh, flair to this uh, sports entertainment spectacle? Oh, I loved every second of it. I was eating it up. I was eating it up. I'm sure them guys were. Whoever was there live was eating it up as well. Like I said, I think 
if this would have went on last, would have been even that oh, much man. better. And then the cameras go off and they get their time. Well, I think it was a huge mistake having Cody and Brock go on. And you're talking to somebody that's like a dream match to me. Yeah. This mm. is the time for that to go on. And when Savio came out, how great was that kick, man? Dude, like, I don't know if good. you guys remember that kick. Oh, man, that kick yeah. was good. I mean, um, when Carlito's music hit, I, I lost it. I jumped out of my cat. I was watching it with Gabrielle. I jumped out of my <laughs> Like all code just show up or something. I jumped out. Well, yeah, no, nah, seriously, I I loved it. I was not expecting um either Savio or Carlito. That's why when I seen Savio yeah. in the beginning hand that over, that's why I said to Frank, "Are you watching this?" I wasn't going to say anything, obviously. Yeah. And then um I was like, yeah, "You'll know when you see for sure." But I mean, that was like props to WWE for doing it, man. Mm -hmm. Like they did it the right way. Um, you wouldn't think they would. They would not. Knew. think They would, and especially for Carlito. It, he came back in the rumble a couple years ago, I believe. And mm -hmm. he was supposed to come back and I, I've been following him, his indie run stuff with him and Chris masters and him yeah. in Puerto Rico and stuff like that. And he's gotten in great shape. He's jacked. He's yeah. He's got Looks Chris great. masters. Yeah. Chris masters got him on the, um, his trainer stuff. So he actually, so he was lazy before, like Frank said, now he's not, he admitted that though. He admitted to being just a lazy guy, but he does what he wants to do as far as his schedule. I mean, sure. I think he's like a easygoing kind of guy. I don't he's think Caribbean he, cool. That's Caribbean that's, cool. that's the Island. You know what I mean? Yeah. The whole that's Island the island. is like that though. Yeah. You're there, you know, it's more of like, listen, the shit will get done type of attitude. You know what I mean? Like we'll do things, you know, things <laughs> yeah. happen. It's more of a chill vibe, you know, on the day to day, you know, unfortunately he was on television, you know, where you have to look right. great. Every day of the week, you know, and he, he looked lazy, Carlito, but he looks so jacked now. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah, but I well, loved every uh, every second of it, though. It was great. Yeah, this had zero business being as entertaining as it was. And even for me, I'm not Puerto Rican. I'm not a huge fan of either of these guys. Mm -hmm. But, Frank, seeing Savio Vega, that music hit. You saw him earlier in the backstage, but yeah. that music. Mm -hmm. What do you think when you saw him come Dude, out? No, Get involved. I love, like, the whole thing. And listen, he comes out. And he's old man Savio Vega, and he's there. You you mentioned like how he had them like he he stopped the Judgment Day guys from retreating to the back, and they were just stuck by this old man. But they did start to laugh at one point. Like Finn Balor starts to laugh, like who's this old dude? Oh, you that's know? right, like, yeah. Which made that moment all right for me. And then he calls out the L LWO, right? But um, Savio looked great, dude. Like when he was doing his moves, and the crowd reaction was so. Because sometimes if you get these uh old legends, you know, like. WWE has a very young crowd, you know, so I worry sometimes. Like, yes. I'm not even going to know, know who these dudes are, you know, especially Savio since he was never like a mega star by any means, you know. But they loved him. He did his whole thing. He does his little karate pose afterwards. I Look, I love every second of it. I can't lie. You know, like I, I thought it was so fun. And, I like, can't believe. Savio and Carlito. And it was right. like, those are the things you do, right? Like those, it felt like mm -hmm. an AEW move. You know what I mean? It like, did. It really did. Like, we have the hometown guys and local like legends or whatever it is, you know, and like, and WWC, WWE actually do that. It's like, that's the right move. Like, we don't get to say that often about their show. You know what I mean? But it's like, but that's the right move. It's, it's Tony Khan's like a traditionalist and deep down, I think. And that it's, it is like an AEW move, but it is a, it is an old school move. Like yeah, once exactly. upon a time, no, Vince is. would yeah. do this stuff, sure. you know, and, and he's uh, uh, obviously Triple H is in charge, but it was a great, choice and uh i'm surprised like you said frank that these fans these young fans props to these fans of puerto rico to like know their legends you know mm -hmm. what i mean and and respect these legends and uh, i just want to say bad bunny at the end held on the shoulders of the lwo uh and carlito was there as well like a like a hero i gave this a 5.7 out of 10 i thought it was very entertaining i had next to zero rooting interest but 
they just put on such a great performance that I just look, this is a backlash grade. I think on mania, this could have even been ranked higher for me because like it was that much of a cool spectacle, but it only works here in Puerto Rico, I guess, to be this big. So yeah. I gave it a 5.7 out of 10, which you guys have. Go ahead, sir. Um, I have it a 6.40. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. 6.40. Yeah. That's 10. Yeah. Obviously the bat, I mean, the match was good, but if they didn't, it would have been a little bit lower, obviously if uh, the dance, the uh, surprises didn't come out and you know, all right. that stuff, if it was just a one-on-one match, and just had the street fight, it would have been a little bit lower than that. But they did everything to perfection, like I said. Um, the only thing they didn't do right was have it on last. I'll say that again and again yeah. and again. That's but, a good um, point. That's a great point. I can't believe that they were that silly yeah. to think that Cody and Brock should go on last. But uh, It is a anyways, backlash. It's not uh, just a Puerto Rican house show, believe it or not. It was like a backlash. Yeah. So maybe they were thinking like, it's a Puerto they should have read the room, fight, though. though. It's a Puerto Rican street fight. Yeah. They should have read the room. have a match after that. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's true. And 25 minutes, you say 25, 26 minutes, right? 25, 25 even. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a six minute match. I was, yeah. yeah, I was so happy they gave him time. The longest match on the card. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. so happy they gave gave the time and everything. I was so surprised with that. So, yeah, 6.40. 6.40. What do you got, Frank? I'm going hard and giving it in your heart four, four stars out of five and 8.0. And so, like, it's the high grade, like Bianca's match with EO Sky. Yeah. But it's it's like it's a great like I was grading Roman's matches, you know, like in the build to WrestleMania, right? Not so much the match. That was that's fine. That's all fun and good. But it's everything else. The total total package of the segment, dude. As the the Puerto Rican of the group, I guess you know, Zerny's honorary Puerto Rican, obviously. Um, <laughs> you know, like honorary Puerto Rican. As like the. You know, it it just meant everything. You know, to me, it was just like I didn't. You know, you don't realize those moments till you're in them. You know, and it was just like when I was I was so into that match last night. Like I couldn't wait to come out and talk about that today. You know what I mean? Like I, I text Zern, I was showing my roommate. You know what I mean? All that stuff. It was just like it was that like impactful to me. You know, so like that's why I give it such a high grade. I thought Bad Bunny did his job. I thought Damian Priest looked really good. Entrances all time, crowd all time. You know, the special appearances. Especially for me personally, you, you couldn't, ask, I couldn't ask for more from a Puerto Rican show, you know? So, so you're, so Frank's admittedly more about the work rate. Like his fandom is all about the, like the match quality usually, but this is just proof that like little young Frank wrestling fan yeah. can still get wrapped up in like the adult version and enjoy something like this. And it's kind of cool because we're like admittedly WWE, we're hard on WWE, but like here you mm-hmm. are just putting over this WWE like match and show yeah. essentially. And it's, um and it's also like near and dear to your heart. So it's cool to like, I guess they could still get you right. Mm-hmm, Every now mm-hmm. and again. Every now and then. Yeah. So um I want to say Mark Henry, I saw something today where he said, bad bunny's the greatest celebrity wrestler of all time. Bank it, book it. That's up for debate. We'll have to talk yeah. about that one day. Mm-hmm. I thought that was yeah. interesting, but I do yeah. want to say, 40 million YouTube video views alone on the Bad Bunny Priest match, just on that match. So, like you said, Frank, that exposure for Priest, Dude, it's very, crazy. very cool. It's, it's very crazy cool. to think of like the reach a guy like Bad Bunny has, you know? Oh, and like it's insane. doing it. Obviously, the WWE already had like an insane amount of reach, especially for a wrestling program. And then it's like you throw Bad Bunny into the mix, and it's just like he's a legitimate star. You know what I mean? Like, not 
mm-hmm. an actor who's there promoting some shit. He's a legitimate star. If anything, this is kind of like counterproductive to his promotional probably like exactly duties. You know what I mean? Like, but like in terms of the time it takes to be good, because you know he's training. You know what I mean? Like you got to think out these matches. It's not a what he's doing isn't what these other celebrities doing. Like they could just show up and kind of like use their acting skills or their like camera presence you know what i mean to be able to carry them through stuff it's like no this guy has to work for it so it's like it's impressive and it shows dedication and that he does care for it and you know yeah. and it just it reminds me of being a kid in puerto rico and like and just talking to the kids and like everybody loved wwf you know what i mean like that's all i would talk about with kids when i would talk wrestling over there i mentioned discern talking about like trying to hype up batista to guys over there because they all love brock lesnar you know what i mean and it was mm-hmm. such a, when batista was new like oh but there's like a a, a you know, a SmackDown version of Brock, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. You know, but like, but my point is that like the WWE fan loyalty over there is like intense, you know, and it's like to see Bad Bunny, it's like, you you know, he grew up that way. I know, I know kids like him, you know what I mean? And I could see it and it's like, he gets to have that match and it's super cool. You know, I wish I could have had that match and he gets to live that dream. So that's, it's, I, I think it's cool. I could live vicariously through him. Yeah, I mean, like it or not, it's he's bringing in crazy, insane numbers. I mean, between him and the Logan Paul thing, like him or not, WWE's like involvement and reach is at just an epic, epic amount right now. Um, I want to talk about this next match. This was the second longest match of the night, but um, I'm just going to be kind of brief with it, even though it's a long match, because truthfully, I think they're going one too many on the drama Okay, we'll talk about it, Frank. So this is Sammy and KO and Matt Riddle versus the Usos and Solo versus the Bloodline. You know, look, post-mania, KO and Sammy, they're continuing their feud with the, feud with the Bloodline. This is against uh, Zern's, you know, wishes. I know he's talked about this with me, how he's kind of lost interest already in KO and Sammy. I'm kind of, I get you, but I do like that they you know, slayed the beast at WrestleMania and are the champions. It was a good ending to their story. But now Matt Riddle's a part of this story. And right off the bat, I'll just say, not my guy. Probably in my bottom five right now in the biz. But besides my my feelings on the guys individually, the flow of the match, slow and steady, and I have no problem with that usually, but I just feel like out of anyone on the show, these six brought the least amount of sizzle. And everyone worked so hard on the show, but for this match, I just didn't feel like they had the same level of effort and maybe it was the way that was booked, but Bloodline was in control early. Sammy was fighting to get the hot tag. And I said earlier, hot crowds can make or break a match. And the case mm-hmm. here was it was burnt out. I think they saw the best thing. This plays into your point, Mike, about this maybe Bad Bunny match being in the main event because these six men had to follow it. Um, I'm not going to run through a ton more, but what do you guys think about the like just this six man involving Riddle? the continuing feud now. I mean, I'm going to talk about some of the drama that Jay Uso was trying to convey at the end again, but this time didn't have the same effect. What'd you guys think? I uh, this that was bad. Bad over. Like okay. I said, the whole entire Frank said it before WrestleMania even happened. What are they going to do afterwards with these belts? These guys are going to have the belts. They're not going to mean a thing. They're going to be bland mm-hmm. again. At least the Uso's had the belts. And they meant something, right? Now they're too. It's too much. It's like a soap opera now with the with mm-hmm. the whole who's turning on who. Like this, I don't. I don't like any of that. Even on KO side, there there mm-hmm. was a YouTube video I watched on Riddle had to convince him that he wasn't going to turn already. Like it's just absolutely ridiculous. I, Riddle should be a heel to me, not a, not a babyface in my eyes. 
Um, I actually remember watching him in in the in, in the UFC fighter. Like I actually liked him in UFC for that short period of time. He was in there. He's very obnoxious in WWE. I can see why people dislike him so much. Um, mm-hmm. But if he was a heel, I think there was a chance. There's a fighting chance for him if a heel. KO and Sammy are very played out already. It's only been a month. They're done. They're dead in the waters. Usos, I said, don't give them too much exposure without Roman because yeah. they're not. They're going to go back to being the Usos again. And I love the Usos. They're one of my top favorite tag teams of all time. But mm-hmm. they, they're, they're being overexposed, though, at the same time. They can't get on the mic. They're, they think they're at a, a family cookout when they're on the mic sometimes. And <laughs> yeah. they don't realize that they're in front of millions, right? So right. they need – and then, like I said, trying to – that whole turning thing like you were talking about, that's – I mean – Yeah, I want to get to it. I, I want to get to it, and then you can comment on the end. because I, And I want to get Frank to stage – because Matt Riddle eventually comes in. He got his stuff in. I think the gear is one of my issues with him. Like, it's just distracting. It looks like a little boy, like, running around his living room with his underwear on or something. He's just mm-hmm. – I don't know. It's something about like I don't like Yokozuna. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I mean, then he's got like the neon. Uh, it just doesn't they work. Needed, he's... They needed another shoeless guy to counter Solo. That's right. The that's, that's the only that's reason right. I think he's in the match. I was like, we need a, another guy. Barefoot versus barefoot, barefoot. Dude. Yeah, you know, because to me, Riddle in the match, I was just like, oh, I don't. It, it added nothing to that matchup to me. Well, we I think we know why they he was partner. in there. Yeah. 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 Well, and I got to take the the big L. Uh, but part of the story is how the bloodline's been out of sync, but I genuinely think they were out of sync. Like the actual story is saying they're not getting along, but in this match, the match went so long and they tried to build suspense and anticipation, but I think it's overbooked and it, there was no suspense. And uh, yeah, Jay Uso eventually started cussing out Sammy for breaking up his family still on that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, usually I do like this drama, but it just didn't feel dramatic here. Jay and solo had some words at one point solo. Then, he was about to lay out, you know, Jay with the Samoan spike, but he didn't because Sammy kind of got in the middle of it. Eventually, Solo did kill Riddle Riddle with the spike. Riddle takes the L, rightfully so, but Bloodline wins. This is my third lowest match of the night. I got it a 3 out of 10. I think it was very forgettable, and in my opinion, it just felt forced, forced drama rather than like the organic suspense that they were like capturing before. Mm-hmm. Went to the well one too many times is what I think. What do you guys think? Well, I'll just say I gave it two stars out of five, four out of okay. ten. Um, for a lot of the things you guys said already, you know, like it just when the match started, I, I my brain just was like more of this. You know what I mean? Like we're still doing we're still doing this thing. So I was kind of out from the jump, which was my fear, like Zern mentioned, like after Romania. And like if we're going to go that way, where like the big thing for Sammy is the tag team belt with Kevin Owens. It's like great, but it's like but those belts don't mean it, it didn't. Other than the Usos having them forever, it, like it really didn't even mean anything with them, and like the you know because like it wasn't like I to me it didn't feel like they were in these big tag team matches where like the belts felt like they were on the line. And it just kind of always felt like they're having it because this is the story. The bloodline just has everything, mm-hmm. and it never felt significant. It, they didn't enhance those titles to me. So then Kevin the, passing them off to these guys who are gonna just break up eventually. You know, do the same old Sami Zayn Kevin Owens story that they've done for you know fifteen years. You know, so like that was my fear, and I'm already over. I've never been high on the Usos. I like them in this whole Bloodline story. Never been high on them. So like seeing them having matches, like yeah, it just felt like more Usos matched, you know, again to me. And like, and Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens, which we've done a million times. I'm not high on Matt Riddle. I don't hate him as much as you do, John Boy. But like, 
you know, he just doesn't do it for me. I liked him on Tough, uh, the Ultimate Fighter, Zern. Uh, I liked him in the UFC. I remember when he got let go for smoking weed and Dana White called him a clown. I was cheering for Riddle, you know, and yeah, I was happy yeah. when he started making waves in the indies and then got signed because it was like a slap in the face. to. Because I remember Dana White saying, like, what are you going to do now, idiot? And it's like, now nah, look at him. He's in the WWE. Probably making more money than he would have ever made in the oh, UFC. For sure. Like, for no sure. doubt. Yeah. So it's like... So I'm happy for him, you know, because like he he did it and he did it his way and in a roundabout way, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he got to the top, but doesn't do anything for me. I do like um solo. I think for as young as he is and like how fast he's in, like, you know, like kind of like the borderline main event scene, like not himself, but he's in and around the picture. I feel like he handles it well, you know, and like this match I thought was boring. I didn't care. I thought the crowd didn't care. Sure, we were coming off a high, you know, like that was probably like the most high I could have been not actually having been in the crowd. Right. Like for a match. And it's like, so you, I did, did have a come down and then it's like a match where I'm like, well, I just kind of saw the big payoff of this match. This just feels like a B tech version of what I've already experienced a couple of times with you guys. And then there was like Tucci was saying there was drama at the end. I thought like the tag when solo tagged himself in and then Jay tags him harder. I thought like, the drama there because i think solo was pretty good at facial expressions mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like he was able to express like that rage he kind of gave me umaga vibes you know like which he has plenty of times you know in his little run here but it's like i liked it but it's just like all right but like yeah we've done this though we 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 get we get that jay we get that roman's upset with the usos and jay has always been on this on the fence and it's like just get on with it already you know what i mean because it's sort of like i don't think it's helping anybody dragging this storyline on for can i hit I you know. with a counterpoint real quick uh it's not a it's more a question because like you said the titles still didn't mean enough when the usos had them and you were you were critical because they would like lose a lot of matches i think was one of your critiques yeah. but i feel like it's hard um because there's so much content maybe or we're just so like micro you know like watching the wrestling nowadays yeah. but, but like i gotta say i don't know what they could possibly do for you or or a lot of fans to like make I'll those types mean anything i'll tell you though have a real tag team division you know what i mean have real tag team titles that like matches that feel like significant you know because like they always throw these hodgepodge teams together they break them up as soon as they start getting over you know seemingly it seems like that's what they the wwe's tactic is it's like no let a fleshed out division where you're not constantly breaking up teams where you're not constantly trying to swerve people or just like the WWE's women's division is like the ultimate example of just like, Oh, here's two people. Now you're a tag team and you're the champions. Oh and yeah. You lose they the have no to division. Two new people. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, build your division back up. Like AEW's done a good job of building the tag division. It doesn't feel like those belts are insignificant. Sometimes the tag feuds. Well, are they like, got Jay lethal and, and Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Well, together. listen, it doesn't mean you're going to hit a home run every time you're at bat, right? But, like, at least you have the options, you know what I mean? And then if you throw a Jay Lethal in there, it doesn't feel like, oh, same old shit type of thing, you know, with WWE. It was just, we never felt like the Usos were going to lose. I don't feel like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to lose until they decide to break them up, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's just, like, more of the same old thing. Like, we're the tag team. Until I was just saying, like, the end of that up. story, Um, yeah. I think that payoff to Sami and KO, the, I, bar, no, the and brothers, it worked. Like, yeah. getting back to, like, that was a moment for me. It was a moment, and it worked. Was, it worked it. at Mania, and it was a good night one. You know what I mean, like finale or whatever it was. But it's just like that. The problem is bouncing back after that, you know, and like it's hard in wrestling, though, right? Because it's a, there's no off season, so you gotta at least admit, like, no matter but what story you, you end, it's hard. Yeah. 
But if you have a division, right, let's say the big payoff is the Young Bucks versus FTR, right, and we're building to this big match, and then they have it, you know, and then FTR wins, right, whoever it is. FTR wins the belts, and it's this big WrestleMania-type moment for AEW, and then they go on AEW Dynamite, and they start a feud, and it's another monster tag team, you know what I mean, that you feel like is a legitimate threat to them instead of like, oh, they're going to fight two jabronis that, you know, weren't even a tag team two months ago. You know what I mean? And like, and they're just or water it down and keep way. fighting the yeah. bucks and like, yeah, six or mans. that, or that a million times. You know what I mean? Like you build a division, you make the titles feel important individually. You know what I mean? Like as their own thing, instead of just being attached to Roman and his story, you know? And then it's like, mm -hmm. and then you could get me back. I just need a division, you know? Like I, that's mm -hmm. my problem with WWE and most of their titles, you know, pictures really just the same old guys doing the same old match over and over and over and over and over again. And that was the problem with the Usos, right? It was like the Usos versus the New Day for like four years straight. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And it was just like, bro, give me something else. You know what I mean? Like, give me something else. And now we're doing it with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It's like, that's the problem for me. You know, make those belts feel important. I'm dying for them to have a tag team division that matters. I'm dying. I'm desperate yeah. for it. It could happen. What did you rate this match, Frank? I just uh, gave it four, four, two stars out of five, four out of ten. Two out of five. Okay, I had a three, three point one out of ten. What you have, Mike? Yeah, I felt like this was a night three of a house show loop. You know, you've seen this thing three nights mm -hmm, in a row. Mm -hmm, this is exactly mm -hmm. what it is. It was, like Frank said, WrestleMania should have been it. And they should start a new feud, build the belts back up. Um, if that's the way they wanted to go, that would have been fine. This is just the same old, you know what, again, and very boring. Um, if they're even thinking about having Solo go face, which are probably not, but if they were, they're, they're fools because he's not yeah. there yet, nowhere near there yet. No. Mm -hmm. um, this is a clear case of overexposure with the Usos being on the mics and everything else. And I like the Usos, but you cannot – give them like time and roman's the guy and they're behind roman that's with paul and that's that's someone that's, say jay uso uh deserves an oscar for his acting i've actually read that places people bro, think he's that bro. good i need wrestling fans to consume different types of art like artistic media and stuff like that because because you're talking that, right? about yeah they're talking about his performances like the acting levels i'm like oh my gosh man you clearly guys never watched pro anything. wrestling <laughs> acting you know what i mean pro wrestling acting and, and real acting is such a <laughs> different thing you know and it's like bro yeah. i like i've thought i've given jay uso a lot more credit for some of the acting that he has done because i've never been high on him and i think sometimes he's effective but it's like I, i'm begging these wrestling fans to watch something else watch some film yeah. you know what i mean or like watch anything of like merit it artistically because it's like please stop saying this guy needs an oscar for these performances or win right talking we're talking about, about wrestling like, acting here emmys like television emmys and stuff like that for like i'm just like bro come on let's be real right yeah go ahead mike sorry what was your uh, rating on this bad boy sorry no you're <laughs> good 2.40 2.40 yeah. Was this your lowest rated match match on the show? It Maybe. was not. Uh, uh, that would be the theory triple threat. Oh, wow. okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, I think this was a little better than that. But, um, but it was not the best. Uh, either of you have any closing thoughts on this match? Because if not, I want to get to the main event. And I just hope they move on. Let the if the Usos are going to do this program, then let them do it on their own. Let them sort that stuff out. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, build a tag team division. So I could carry again, please. Hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about the main event. It's Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar. The build, um, it was a decent little build, although it was abrupt. It was post-WrestleMania. I was quick. out here. Yes, I was very quick. Um, as you know, there's a strong love 
with Cody on on no sold here. At least two thirds of us, actually, the current two thirds. And if Duke was here, you know, it'd be three out of four. A lot of Cody love, but uh, the story going in, the storytelling, I guess, going in actually had me pumped. As I was on record saying that, like, I don't see anything left for Brock Lesnar to do. And Zern chimed in. He's like, "Well, what about this? What about this thing for Brock to do? Feud, you know, feud with Cody." I still wasn't super sold. Let's just say um, this is probably going to continue. I'm assuming uh, like, you know, spoiler alert, this match ended. So it was went nine minutes, 40 seconds is your main event. Let's talk about. Yeah. But let's talk about you guys. I saw that runtime. I thought I was like, wow, I was surprised. I thought it was a longer match than that. You know why? Because they didn't start the bell right away. Um, I guess that's what it was. That's kind of like how we talked in the past. I was on. On record, staying in the Seth Rollins Brock Lesnar match went eight minutes on here. Mm-hmm. It technically mm-hmm. did, but they rang the bell so late it went two oh, minutes. You know, what I mean, they were on screen for eight minutes. So yeah, yeah I, I think they were on screen for I, I thought 13, 14 minutes. Yeah, oh easy Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was some pre-match violence. There was um some some pre-match stuff where Cody was attacking Brock early, laid him out with some chair shots, got the one you know the leg up on him. There was a fallaway slam by Brock because he went into suplex mode. He was doing German suplexes, vertical suplex, and then that's big fallaway slam, the, the Scott Hall special, where he could put Cody over his head so high and far. It was like a fallaway slam like I had not seen before. So Brock, even at this age, still a legit beast, a legit crazy athlete. Athlete. Um, yeah, the release Germans are always scary. I like the picture they're painting here with Cody kind of saying like the story, the finish, the story ceases to exist if he can't like slay this beast. So like, I like the story. I do. Uh, And Suplex Suplex City was back. The Bizarro crowd was back to finish the night. They were kind of like half and half, Mm. maybe like maybe 40, 40 Brock, 60 Cody. Tough to say because they did have a Cody chant that came back around. Um, But let's talk about the blood. Because this is how this impacted the match. And this is a, you know, unintentional callback to those Puerto Rican, you know, those mm-hmm. Carlos yeah. Colon matches, those those brawls, those bloodbaths. This t- turned into a crimson mask for Brock the hard way because this guy face first into the exposed turnbuckle. He's just a sadistic maniac, man. Mike, you think he got this intentionally to get this match up a notch? Like, yeah, I feel like he, I feel like he's he's into this. I, you guys gave give Brock a little bit too much. Like you're hard on him, right? Especially when he fought Moxley. We went back and forth with that. I think it's a 50 50 thing that goes into it. He gets, you know, being being called lazy sometimes and disinterested. I want to be out of here in four minutes. A little too much. I mean, it's all about his competition. I feel like he's 100 percent into this Cody thing. 100 mm-hmm. percent. Um, I don't think this is over either. I don't know if he did it the hard way. Did you see him swipe his glove on his face? No. If you rewatch that, rewatch. I only watched it once, but when he got cut open, he had his glove and he hit himself. There might have been a little hmm. something in that glove. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Then he started gushing all of a sudden. I don't know. Regardless, hmm. I love the fact that there was blood in it. Um, I like the. Uh, uh, you're gonna talk about the finish and all that stuff. So, but yeah, no, no. I was just gonna say the yeah. blood. Let's talk about the blood though for a minute because it does mm-hmm. add another element. I think. Blood in wrestling, Frank and I always talk about this with Duke, and it's like there's a time and a place. If you mm-hmm. do too much, it gets watered down just like anything. But yeah. with this, I mean, it's like, wait a minute, WWE, there's a blood, there's a crimson mask, like his mm-hmm. face full of blood. Cody didn't know what to do with it almost. Like he kind of wanted to play it up, but at the same time, he's probably like, I don't want to get in trouble. Because in AEW, Cody was like one of those guys like Guevara where he would just like wipe it on himself. 
Yeah, what do you yeah. think, Frank, about the blood and its appearance? And did it at least add to the match to you? I think it I think it definitely adds to the match. And you're talking about Cody not even knowing what to do. And even the referee, the referee had a towel. You could yeah. see him hesitate, like wanting to wipe off all that. Because, dude, there was so much blood, which I'm a fan of, right? I like blood in a match. Can it be overdone? Sure. But, like, it doesn't, it never bugs me. I, I'm not that guy that's going to complain about blood in a match. So seeing Brock covered like that definitely adds something. Because, listen, this is a match. You guys know how I feel about Cody. It's not. It's a match that I'm just like. I I hope Brock has a two minute match and just takes it and go. We go home, right? That's why. That's why I was surprised it was the main event, to be honest. But you know, seeing him bloodied up like that, it definitely adds a a layer to the story. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, this over this match overall, you know, I thought it was I thought it was fine. And like I, talking about the crowd reaction, I was talking with Zern about this earlier. I was like. I don't know if I'm being a Cody hater, but I was like, that crowd was into Brock. You know what I mean? I was like, at least 50-50, you know? And it was like, but I've always known, like, people love Brock Lesnar over there. So it didn't surprise me. Like, right. where the EO Sky one kind of surprised me, and you called it, like, Bizarro World fans or whatever, cheering. Like, But it did not surprise me, actually, because okay. for Puerto Rican wrestling, you know, you don't get attractions like that, you know, like what Brock Lesnar is. Brock Lesnar is like a Hulk Hogan figure, right? He's like this big freak show, super, superpower type, you know? So like, you don't get that often. So like, I knew Brock's reaction was going to be positive. I was surprised it was 50-50, you know what I mean? Because I thought Cody might still get some residual love or whatever. But, you know, I thought the, I thought the match was just like fine, you know, Brock, I do agree with Zern. It does look like Brock is trying for this guy. You know what I mean? Which like, you could always tell if like he likes somebody or doesn't, you know, clear his day. And it's like, he's selling for the guy. Cause like Brock can sell, right. But he won't yeah. sell for any jabroni, you know, but like he's selling for the guy. You know what I mean? Like he's making old school. Brock would sell his ass off for guys. Old school Brock. Yeah. Yeah. But not Brock of the last five six years. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. he's barely there to sell for guys unless it's like the guys. Right. So, like, the fact that he's doing that stuff for Cody is, I mean, that's good for Cody. I thought the match was, you know, fine. I didn't think it was anything special, but the blood made it cooler for sure. Yeah. And the fit is added to him. And then with the finish, because it didn't last that long. Like I said, nine minutes, 40 seconds. And by the time Brock was bleeding, there was only a little bit more to go. And he had, I guess he had Cody. Uh, what 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 hold did he have him in? A Kimura. Kimura. Yeah, he had him in the Kimura. And Cody rolled over, basically pinned him. One, two, three. Kind of like a lucky steal the pin, um, much like Brett would win his matches or, you know, flare with a roll up or whatever. So he just escaped beating the beast, but he did overcome the beast on this night anyway. And although it was short, I think this made a statement that Cody is at least supplanted among the big dogs in WWE for now. Even if my perception was that Cody's a main event guy and he should have been the champion coming out of Mania. Not apparently not everybody felt that that's where he should be, even though he was in the main event. But this at least solidifies him among the top guys. And on to the tournament we go with Cody. I'm I'm assuming Brock will be involved in, in Cody's downfall. Brock cost him, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, say. we would imagine that's probably the case. But, but like, I did see Cody um, come out on Raw to start the show tonight, which would be after, you know, Backlash. And the crowd, you know, I think depending on the town, I mean, this was Jacksonville. crowd was so in love with Cody on Raw that I think – Maybe you'll get the, the towns that uh, I don't think it's seen a level 50 50, like that polarizing no, thing. I don't think so either. Yeah. Okay. As much as I, as much as I want it to be, you know, right. as much you as I want, want half the want building that to him out of the arena, you know, I don't think it's that's not the that case level. No, 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 no. I think, I think it's a very 
specific group of fans who are like me. You know what I mean? And it, like towards Cody, we're like, they're, right. you know, they're butthurt for other reasons, not just like pro wrestling matches. You know what I mean? He, he kind of like, brought up AEW on Raw tonight a little bit, of, you know, close, oh, but, uh, they did, were in yeah, Jacksonville and he uh, said, uh, I like, see, I see, I see. They created yeah. a lot of memories during COVID and mm-hmm. in, in Jacksonville. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but so I, like, I, I do. Well, uh, no, man. I was gonna say like I don't think the crowd is gonna necessarily. I've always said the crowd I think will get sick of Cody, which I do think will be true. Like I think, um, I don't know who to compare it with, you know. But like I do think like the 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 shine will wear off a little bit, you know, and like the crowd and like it. While it did feel that way with this crowd being so heavy on Brock, I just know it's a Puerto Rican crowd loving Brock more so than Cody being diminished yet you know but like i do think like give it time with cody and like the crowd will start being a little so i don't know ever think it'll get cena levels but i think it'll get to a level where he's not automatically in the main event you know what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. just in terms of fan appeal but he has time to figure it out and he could obviously he controls his fate right like he could either get over or not i will say that well i guess we're going to get to it john we were just talking about the blood of brock but like toward the end of this match you know like how Mm -hmm. it all shook out cody like you mentioned stole the win and you brought up Bret Hart or Ric Flair or whatever. But like I found it odd him no no stealing the win is one thing like against a monster like Brock, I guess sometimes you have to. But beyond the fact that it was kind of like a buzzkill for the crowd who was so hyped like the whole show and like that's hair. Cody then runs to the back almost like Weasley. You know what I mean? Like it reminded, like it felt like that's what MJF would do if he won that four pillars match. You know what I mean? Like and not talk not to, not address or, the crowd. Or you escape a bleeding beast that would probably swallow you up. But then again, why did you get into the match in the first yeah, place? You're scared you know what of I mean? Him, right? Like it is what it is. Yeah, like that's how it feels. Like it felt like he was the whole story to me was like Brock Lesnar whooped his ass and he's coming for him. That's why he brutally attacks Brock. You know what I mean? Like to start this sh- match. You know what I mean? Like all these things. So that's like, the Brock formula that. usually. Mm-hmm. Now, would you have like, and I'll ask Aaron the same question, would you guys have liked Cody step into him like tough guy Cody? Like, you know, like go ahead, give me your best shot. Like I'm gonna and then like was that better? See, or... like, my thing is, ultimately, I guess they're going to continue this story, and that's what's unfortunate, like, that makes this feel like, like we were saying, like, a glorified, like, house show, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. in a sense, because, like, it doesn't feel like, I don't know that either guy comes out of this looking, like, great, you know, because Cody did get the win, but, like, it feels like a heelish stole, you know, like, he got away with one a versus, like, a real, yeah, and then Brock, you know, he just lost to Cody all of a sudden. You know what I mean? So, like, this guy that we've been thinking is, like, this invincible force, he's been losing to the best guys he's facing lately. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, it's like, it's like I said, they're going to continue this. It's going to be, it's going to play out fine. But, like, where do you think it goes? Like, if Brock costs Cody, if the buildup is to another match, right? Like, if mm-hmm. Brock is going to cost Cody this third-place belt, fine, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't think Cody should accept that belt anyway. So, yeah. it's like, if Brock is going to beat him, then they're going to have a, another match. It's like, where do you go? Like, is Cody going to beat him clean then and keep Cody well, maybe strong? That's, Brock, that's the ultimate you, thing. Really, you know? maybe like, how Brock, long is this going to go? Is this going to be till SummerSlam, this whole storyline, till a big SummerSlam match? And that means Cody's not winning the belt then? You know? Well, so let, like, me, let me ask when... Mike because – let me ask Mike because um, he's defended the Brock, uh, I guess – we said, Frankie, when I said, like, we don't really see much more from Brock. Like, we would yeah. be fine if he just, like, went to AEW and started something new or, or whatever. But this is a new little wrinkle in the Brock, you know, WWE career. And he's getting Cody. And Cody puts, whether you like him or not, puts his heart and soul into these stories. And the this match, on uh, this backlash match, I do think um, 
with a little bit of detail they threw in there. I do think it was a good match. I do think it was entertaining. I think it felt big. It didn't feel WrestleMania big or anything like that. But um, let me ask Mike. So your Brock fandom, your Cody fandom, do you feel like this was the right move having Cody steal the win like that? Kind of like for small package type vibes, like Brett versus Diesel, that kind of thing? I didn't love the way it came off. I do agree with him winning, like stealing a victory like that, but not the exact way it happened, the way it came off. Um, I think what Frank said was true of Brock being huge in Puerto Rico, and that's probably what somebody, maybe the, the mayor there had something to say, he has to go and last type of thing because it's special traction. Mm-hmm. And going into the match, I thought Cody's winning, and then Brock's going to continue the feud, cost him something. Now I found out it's going to be the tournament. And then they're going to go to another big show, United Champions in Saudi, and mm-hmm. have match two. Brock wins that. Brock's going to win that over in Saudi in quick fashion, by the way, John Cena style. Prepare for Gosh. it. And then there's going to be a par three. Well, would you hate that, though? Yeah. You would hate it, right? Okay. Well, John, John Cena did it. So why is Cody too good to do that? No, but has Bret Hart ever gotten squashed in a match on the way to becoming like world champion? You know? Well, if you if you follow this whole hard times thing, like how many? Okay, okay. Cody's what thirty eight years old, right? Or no, is he forty? Mm-hmm. He's thirty eight. Thirty eight. Dusty Rhodes was thirty seven when he won his first belt, and he mm-hmm. lost several times. So there looks like they're mimicking that whole thing. I didn't realize that until recently mm-hmm. that Dusty was that old when he won the first belt. So it looks like, and he kept on losing and losing and losing. That's where the hard times promo came from obviously and right so that being said i'm not saying he's going to squash him this is just my prediction and then they're going to have a part three at SummerSlam. cody gives on top brock goes away for a little bit all right that's his paydays puerto rico saudi SummerSlam. saudi summer slams where so is that the field Ford nice. field so you got three big venues there is that big... the end of the feud if cody beats him at SummerSlam? correct yeah it's two two one yeah for sure yeah and does he beat him like uh like in like uh, I like guess, a legit uh, like a legit statement. way yeah so I mean, it's 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 a it's a nice way to book it. It's a you know pretty simple way to book it. I just feel like um, it's the probably the only way you could do it, right? Because unless yeah. you're me and my fandom and like bias, like you just want Cody to beat him the next time. Why do we have to do the three because, trilogy? Like, why is it always going to be like because that? Because there's three paydays involved in it. Look at long term. Yeah. Like I said, there's a Saudi and there's a Ford Field. It's a huge payday. And listen, Randy Orton did it. John Cena did it. Is Cody too good? Well, this is a different Brock, and Cody's a guy they're trying to crown. Who said and it's I, a different I, Brock. Uh, I mean, the, the one that Randy Orton got bloodied by—that's a different Brock. I don't I think mean, so. I, guess, I don't know. I mean, I guess he's this the is the same, same Brock. old Brock. This isn't Cowboy Brock anymore. This is the real Brock's back. That is but true, I mean, which is like yeah. I'm glad because that, that, you know that I'm happy ponytail cowboy Brock was just like it was it was fun to see Brock like happy, I guess, for a change for yeah, like a minute, but, then, but but it was like but ridiculous, yeah. Give me like the badass Brock list. Yeah, you know and he's I mean? gonna go away from SummerSlam, maybe to Roy Rumble and do his old mania thing again. You guys will be happy he's gone. But I like I said, I told you after my prediction before WrestleMania is Cody's gonna lose and he's gonna have a, a nice couple good feuds and then he'll win at Mania. And this is one of his good. Well, hey, look, you 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 mapped it out. You said Cody winning at Mania in Philly. You said WrestleMania forty. If that happens, I mean, props to you. I'll I'll, I'll have. I don't you want know. no props, but I think it's a good. Well, you you good... you you were pulling me up. You were pulling pulling me <laughs> up. You know, after, you up, after that. But, the risk um, you run, Zern, though, like with your your plan of attack and like having Cody win this way, because like 
it came off very flat, you know, like the crowd, like the way we ended the show is flat, you it's know, because of wrong product placement. The definitely listen, the 100%. six man, the six man match, Kevin Owens match, wrong yeah. pro- product placement. The main event, wrong product placement. The third to last match, wrong product placement. If you, if you, all of us are not in the business, we would have mapped that yeah. whole, if we were doing playing SmackDown versus Raw 2023, yeah, yeah. we'd be, <clears throat> that whole thing would have been different, right? Yeah. So, you switch them kind of them and maybe you put Rollins and Omos the second to last match because that's right, freaking exactly. flat no matter what. Like mm-hmm, exactly. bottom line is uh you can't do the theme match. But anyways, um I think there are three matches that were placed wrong. And you're right, you're absolutely right. But if you put that match, say like fourth on the card, it gets a different reaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe after another match, I mean it, it was just, it was just it was booked completely wrong. So was it flat? I, was it flat for you, Frank, the way it ended? Yeah, well, yes, I and I and I agree with Zern though because it is mismanaged card, right? Like just in the the layout of the the card. But the problem is that's what they did, right? So now you have to deal with any kind of consequence of that botched match order, and like a potential consequence is people looking at Cody a little different the way that match ends, the way he bails out of the ring. You know what I mean? Like potentially it does we'll we'll see the way it plays out and we'll see the way these crowds react to that kind of win because it's just like you said dude rolling up diesel or whatever like all that stuff like it worked like and it's in like uh in the in a vacuum you know what i mean but like mm-hmm. ultimately you know brett brett didn't seem scared well, brett was guy. made and by like, then yeah as exactly well, and, and also that you know what i mean and it's like we're cody we're still like he's still in that unknown territory because he hasn't been the guy yet right so like if like all it takes is like a couple weird uh decisions that you make mm-hmm. and like if a if the shine is off a guy you know what i mean like it's hard that's to get my that fear back. you know and it's like with, will with, they with get mike's plan yeah exactly with, with mike's plan with going in the wrestlemania 40 my worry is not only the the booking and the mismanagement like mm-hmm. you said a couple mistakes it's the fans will they start to get sort of like tired out like they do and you talk about the ending i think the short-term memory like i think they'll forget about cody maybe like you said cowering out like that's a good detail to pick up on but it might be forgotten what i worry about is just that long road to wrestlemania 40 it is almost a year away less than a year away but it's like um that's a long like i love the long-term booking idea you have i just don't have the faith i hope you're right but uh, I i could see it play out the way exactly the way zern said though you know, it's very WWE, you know what I mean? Like, it makes sense for Brock, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Brock shows up, gets paid, and goes home anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, it make it all makes sense. I just wonder if Cody comes out looking as squeaky clean as he did going in. You know what I'm saying? And, like, similar to Roman, you know, it was like a similar thing. Like, is he going to, the way they're going to end it, is he going to come out? And I think these are these are going to be, like, things that are, like, notches that you're bringing Cody down, even if it's mm-hmm. little. If you keep doing things too much, I feel like you you run that risk. Yeah, I really think they're going to come out like when he beats him at SummerSlam, it's going to be convincing. And when he loses that Saudi, I retake that. that my original thought was because, uh, you know, they love to throw the big names out there and they're going to throw $1.5 million at Randy Orton to come out there, fly out there, make his return, cost Cody that match. So that's how Cody loses that match. Huh. So now it's 1-1 and now it's Brock versus Cody at SummerSlam. They're going to do that. Cody wins that convincing, not convincingly, but he wins. Yeah, you know? he wins. You know, and now it's Cody versus Randy Orton going into the fall time. I mean, I love all that. Like that's great stuff. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, the hard times thing. Like I touched on that on another episode. If this is the hard times of Cody Rhodes. 
it's great. Like it's a great little wrinkle in the story. But like Frank says, and like the back of my mind says, I don't have faith. Like I don't have faith mm. in these these fans, these storytellers. If you're booking it that way, it sounds great on paper. And mm. I love the idea of Orton versus Cody. Like that's a dream for me. But um, this little bit of a, uh, I guess like Cody said, like this is, if it can't do it, then he doesn't deserve to finish the story. Like, and if you show it that he loses, if it's by a cheap way with, with Orton or something, okay, I guess so. But um, yeah, the trilogy, the one, one, the even 50, 50 booking in WWE, I'd rather them just say F that next time they fight Cody beats him convincingly and says, you know what? I was, I was, I got lucky, but I'm not going to get lucky this time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you I'm a man or whatever. But um, let me talk and about I could have done that. I could have done that here. You know what I mean? I could right. have had yeah, Cody we're win did that here. here. Listen, I want Cody to lose every match. I'm not even going to front. But it's like, but if you're going to have him win, you know what I mean? Have him beat a guy. If you want me to believe you're an actual chat, the hard time stuff makes sense, right? If you're yeah. if you're just copying Dusty, it all makes sense. If you're going to take some L's, you're going to win some big ones, you're going to take some L's. I get it. But like to me, it's like you got to build this guy up because I'm not obviously not convinced that this guy can maintain this level of enthusiasm from the fans through all these ups and downs. That's right? what I'm if saying. You, if you keep him hot, I, I he'll he'll stay hot. I I feel you know what I mean. Like I don't think they're just gonna turn on him one day and be sick of him. But you know, if 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 he's gonna be come out and be the hero to the world, but then every other match is like kind of a fugazi ending, or it's like a or him losing, in fact, to to Brock and Saudi getting squashed potentially. You know, I feel like you run that risk. I don't know. We're gonna find out. Only time will tell with Cody. You know, but I feel like he's such an unknown commodity toward him, like as like a staying at the top, being the guy kind of draw. You win the or, you win you win the Royal Rumble. You main event WrestleMania. You defeat Brock Lesnar. You're still not convinced, Frank, obviously. Some people might still need a shove to get him in that main event, like, uh, you know, eye level or whatever. If he goes on to, you know, continue to beat these top names, like, there's just going to be, what is it, undeniable. Like, you're not going to mm -hmm. be able to deny it. He's going to get there. Hopefully, it's WrestleMania 40. My score on this match, 5.6 out of 10. Oh. Not the best because, honestly, it didn't have uh, – it didn't have the time. It didn't have the time like a Cody match would. I love the guys in it. Well, one of the guys in it. And I respect Brock. Like, I mean, old school Brock, I'm for it. But 5.6 out of 10, maybe you're right. Shouldn't have been the main event. But, you know, it was. And like Frank said, this is what they chose to do. So that's what I have. What you guys have for the match score, match rating. I'll just do mine real quick. I gave it 2.5 out of 5, 5 out of 10. Okay. Um yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't think it was bad. You know what I mean? Like, there was nothing about it that I was like, oh, this sucks or whatever. You know what I mean? I thought it was fun enough. It was violent enough. Brock with the blood. I just, the, the ending really just, the ending really ruined it for me. You oh, know do I mean? you like, think, Um, do you think, before Mike gets the score, do you think that the, the blood had anything to do with cutting this short or no? I was wondering that. I don't. I don't. I'm, no, I'm, okay. I'm actually, I, and I felt like it was longer than the nine-minute match that it ended up being, personally, but, like, I was... I thought it was long match and I was impressed okay. that it was that long. You know, I thought it would be short, shorter even than the nine minutes it actually ran. So no, like I didn't, I didn't think so. I just thought, listen, Brock, you know, Brock is one of those dudes. He gets a pass with a lot of stuff with Vince. You know what I mean? So it's sort of like, they're not stopping his match because he's bleeding. You know what I mean? Like right. Brock Lesnar okay. might never show up again, you know? So it's sort of yeah, like, that's true. you know, so I don't think, I think the blood added to the match and like, yeah, solid match, nothing special ending kind of ruined it for me. Felt left me flat. I feel like it left a lot of the crowd flat. Like Zern was saying, if the ending of that show is, you know, Savio Vega, Carlito, 
Bad Bunny and all the LWO in the ring having this big moment in the show. You're talking about a magical ending to the show versus like kind of just like, oh, okay, I guess we got to tune in the Raw to see what Cody's doing. You know what I mean? Like Max kind of ending. That's fair. What do you got on the score, Mike? I'm just touching on what you guys said, losing faith. If I told you one guy you lost one time in 14 months, is that something to lose faith in? Because that's he's only lost one time in 14 months, correct? Cody? Yeah. Oh, no. You mean the fans losing faith? Yeah. He's only lost I'm not, one time. I'm not worried about the win-loss. I'm just worried about how they get fickle and stale and like oh, okay. it's sick okay, of I got the you. guy like, being on their screen. Not so gotcha. much. Because, I mean, it's not like he's losing like all the time. He mm-hmm. lost one main event. WrestleMania match and a bang. I mean, it was a good match. He lost to a top guy. So, and if he but continues, there's something, there, there's something to the winning in a weird way too. Like remember when, yeah. like not to compare the two, but like when Alexa Bliss was champion, like she couldn't yeah. win a match, right? Like she would win, but it was like oh, or Liv Morgan. Got... Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. I'm sorry, I meant Liv Morgan, not Alexa Bliss. Alexa right. Bliss used to do the same thing too. But yeah, but like I meant Liv Morgan recently. Yeah, yeah like. Well, you know, she's winning these matches in dumb ways. And guess what? The crowd started booing her. They all wanted her to be the champion. And they started booing her because, like, the way she was going about these wins was weird, you know? So it was just – that's what my fear of Cody. Sorry to cut you off. But... No, nah, nah, it's good. Yeah, so I gave the 5.8. 5.8 out of 10. I'm on the same ballpark. I uh, was actually so happy it went over two minutes because I would never hear the end of it if it was ended <laughs> in three minutes. <laughs> I would have to hear all the Brock hate. So when it went as long as it did – and I'm shocked that it was only a nine-minute thing because, like I said, when he came out and attacked them, there had to be at least three minutes in between. So I think it was legit probably 13 and a half minutes. <laughs> so I wish it would have won another four minutes, make it around 17, 18 minutes. would have been a lot better. I would have um, agreed, yeah. Put, agree. put the match in a different place, and that's the mm-hmm. whole entire card in general. But as far as this match, 5.80. So I defended, like, slightly this being on last because it is not, like, necessarily – it's not a show for Puerto Rico. Like it's booked as a backlash pay-per-view and this story with Brock. I mean, Brock's the headliner. So I'm not super surprised they did that. I'm almost not even like angry. I see what you guys are saying. Send mm-hmm. the crowd home happy with the other thing. Uh, but yeah, with Cody winning now, um, we'll see where it goes. We got a world title tournament kicking off. We're going to see if he ends up in the finals. A lot of people are predicting Seth Rollins. I'll ask you guys now, who's going to be the new world heavyweight champion? I think it's Seth Rollins. Mm. I think it has to be. Are you? I happy? look at I look at it as Seth Rollins is a top guy in that company. You know what I mean? Like whether you like him or not, and I, and I do think he probably should have had like one of those belts that Roman had, like in the time that Roman had it. So it's like give him this belt, you know, keep him happy. You know what I mean? And like he'll he'll be the workhorse champion for now. Cody shouldn't take it, right? Like I know guys want mm. Cody to get his moment, but like mm. that's definitely that's not the like, moment. If if Cody wins that belt, that's definitely like you got bamboozled by Vince and coming back to this company. You know what I mean? Like you got fed these dreams and. You but get what this, if Cody you know, wins this belt and then shows up and tells Roman like I want them all, and then they have another unification match for next year's WrestleMania? <laughs> yeah, I mean it could be. Sounds Roman, like I would WWE Roman would just to win. Yeah, I would expect Roman just to win at that point. So Frank's keep- got Seth Rollins being champion. Who do you got, Mike? Yeah, I would be very disappointed if uh, Seth won it. I'd be disgusted. I mean, he could leave the company today. <laughs> oh, wow. If he leaves the company today, is there any heartache over it? And shows I up in AEW. I think tomorrow? he's one of the best guys they have. I mean, I think he'd be better off suited. In, maybe I don't know. I think he's one of their best guys. I'm not a big fan, but I can admit it. Yeah. yeah. Like, but are they I losing any the steam though if he leaves? Like, oh yeah, I think so. You think so? Well, the wheels keep turning in WWE, but he's he's kind of a big deal. 
I mean, I, I mean, you heard the crowd singing his stupid song. Too. That's you know his song, like, though. They I can know, create but another like, song for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, but like he, <laughs> they love part Seth of, before they the love song. him though. They, they, they love him. Yeah. They really do. You know what I mean? Like, I bro, he's got a, like he's got. A you lot sound like of us fans. with Kevin Owens. You I'm gonna like put a kibosh on this whole thing. Rollins is your. So wait, so Rollins is not winning. Oh, he's gonna be in. He's gonna be in the finals, and my guy is gonna beat him and finally get what he deserves. Shinsuke Nakamura. Wow. Listen, I hope I'm, you're right. I'm going to do it right. with the Shining Wizard. <laughs> nice. nice. Is and he going to put shirt on for the show? Huh? You put the yeah. shirt on for the show? No, that's what, John woke <laughs> me up, man. <laughs> woke me up. I sleep in this thing. Um, that's I don't even true. know what. I don't even know where he's at now. Yeah, he got drafted think, to SmackDown, yeah, I think. No, 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 I think he's I a raw guy. Yeah, he's raw, a raw guy. Raw. So I don't think – I'm gonna. I don't think um, – so he'd have to go through Rollins to to get to the finals, just to confuse sure. you even more. Is that I'm how they sure. they're doing it? They're doing it SmackDown versus Raw. Is that what? So here doing? we go. Listen, there's two triple threat matches on Raw tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay, two of those. Then that leaves two guys out of those two triple threat matches. Those two guys will fight to face the winner of SmackDown's two triple threat matches. Right. And oh. those win. So it's a it's a nine. What would that be? I can't do my math. That's what is that? Twelve like? triple threat. Four, 12 three, days, six, nine, 12, 12, 12 men, 12 yeah, men. 12 tournament. Yeah, I thought um, Shinsuke was on SmackDown. That's why I said him versus. Shinsuke. No, on SmackDown, you got guys like AJ Styles. Um, geez, I don't even know who's over there on that. I, I know, I think um, Lashley's currently part of the tournament. The guys who didn't win, who somehow are like, you know, not yeah. deserving. I think um, I'm pretty sure Austin Theory's in it, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Rey Mysterio. So, so I'm looking at Edge. the list right now. Raw's list is Cody, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, and The Miz. Okay. And SmackDown, it's AJ Styles, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, Edge, Rey Mysterio, and Sheamus. Okay. So the so reality to... is Sheamus is winning. <laughs> Sheamus is winning. There's to add to his collection of trophies. Oh, stop. Yo, yeah, what you going to be? I'm going to tell you who I want to win. It's no, going to be Shinsuke because... versus AJ Styles and the Clash Champions. You think so? Rematch. Oh. They're going to have a oh, banger. Gosh. Everybody's going to love AJ WrestleMania rematch. Yo, I'm going to tell you right now who I want to win. And it's not Cody Rhodes because I don't want him to get the consolation prize. I want Edge to win this. He doesn't want it, though. I don't care what he wants. I want him to win. <laughs> I want Edge I want Edge to solidify this. I can't think of anybody in this He's my number two. Really solidif- okay. He's my number two. Bro, I'm looking at this. Like The more I look at this, I'm like, Seth Rollins is winning, man. He is, He's though, like, right? Seth's winning, I think. Seth's winning. Because I feel like the winners yeah. are all on the same side, right? It might Cody, be Seth versus Seth Edge, Rollins. but... You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Seth... Or Seth versus AJ, I could see, right? So ho-hum, though, man. Yeah. Hey, man, that's a ho-hum comp- uh, title, I think. You don't think uh, the crowd would be hype if Nakamura won? I think no. they'd be... I, I don't know how <laughs> hype they'd be, but I would love it. You know what I mean? I, yeah, yeah. I don't Nakamura. I, but like a Night of Champions... At Night of Champions, would that be crowd be hot that Nakamura won? That know. Saudi crowd cheering that yeah. uh, Nakamura. Oh, wait, we got to think of it like that, too. It's taking place in Saudi, right? That's a Dude, Seth Rollins win. Seth Rollins is winning, yeah, unfortunately, you know. Get all the pyro. I like Seth Rollins more. I mean, I don't like him in the WWE as much as some people. I just don't like this I'm current like, incarnation yeah, of Seth. Yeah. Like the laugh. You know, I like What I, I mean, match do we want to see, though? Let's say... Like, what's the final at the night of? Wait, Chamber? do we want Cody in the finals? Oh, well, I don't care. Frank no, doesn't care, I, but like, is, I want him does, out right away. Does Brock call yeah, him? It's going to be Brock. Or... Yeah, yeah. That's why. I, and also, by the way, I'm saying I want Cody out right away, just to not mm-hmm. be involved in this title picture situation. You know what I mean? Okay, just so who do you like... want in the finals? If you had to say, if I'm looking like, at this, who do you list, want to gonna, win this thing? Yeah. yeah, I want 
Nakamura to win. If it's if I'm picking like with my heart, if this is my final with my heart, it'd be Nakamura versus Rey Mysterio. You know what mm. I mean? Like if it's like if I'm just looking at like who what the options I have, but who I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. It looks like if I'm just Ugh. looking at the SmackDown version, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, <laughs> dream match for people. I guess have mm-hmm. they had a feud? I don't even know. Um, no, yeah, I don't so think like so. Seth, Seth Rollins style dream match and AJ could take that L, right? Because like it's not really gonna hurt him. Like it would hurt Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, Edge, or Sheamus. I think it hurts the L hurts all of those guys way more. Rey Mysterio could take the L. AJ could take the L. You're a smart man. You're absolutely you're gonna build it as a dream match. Both are faces, right? Mm-hmm. A dream match. You're, you're smart. So <laughs> not Ed, not Edge. Um, you know, wanting to work with Seth. Like, uh, didn't they, they work together already, right? That I would think. be cool. I mean, I'd, I'd take that over AJ Styles personally. If it's going to be Seth yeah, me Rollins too. from the Raw bracket, I would take Edge over it, but I don't mm. know. Did you say Damian Priest is in this thing on the Raw side? Yeah, he's in the Raw side, yeah. Maybe you want him to win. Lost the bad up. bunny, losing the bad bunny. Losing to an <laughs> actor gets you a fucking title shot, apparently. Yeah, right? Um, the logic sometimes, dude, kills me. Like, you don't got to give me a ton, but, like, at least he just lost so, to a singer. And, get, so Mike, and if you get knocked out by a rap star... Like yeah, the biz. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Yeah. Miz is in this thing too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. So, Mike, your boy, LA Knight, not in it. My boy, our boy, Karrion Cross, not in it. I guess there's very just... disappointed. He's Donzo. weird, man. He's done. He's done. He's right? endeavored. Yeah. He's he lost uh, on SmackDown to, I forget who, but I was, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's always it I was, uh, and it was actually, I was going to text you, but I didn't want to like spoil anything. It was actually a good match. Like, Nice hard hit match. It was actually a good match, but he uh, took the L. Did he lost to Rick Boogs or something like that? <laughs> Nobody as bad as that. No, but okay. Um, yeah. So that's going to be this world title tournament. We'll see how it shakes out. I want to say on the way out here before we give our rating for the show, this backlash 2023, the WWE, like you said, Frank, they did release. Uh, they had a press release saying highest grossing and most viewed backlash in company history, <laughs> whatever that's worth. But then the viewership was up 30% from last year's version. It's the largest gate ever for any pay-per-view event, WWE style, in Puerto Rico. Just all kinds of record smashing as they continue to do. The, the uh, I guess you could say, like, the machine keeps churning out just money. They're printing money. You're, you know, you say it doesn't matter who you put on top. You, you might be right at this point. WWE, it's, it doesn't matter what they do. They're just on fire. Wrestling's kind of on fire. AEW selling out Wembley Stadium. It looks like they might get close to 90,000. So wrestling, Bonkers. it's it's just insane. We're going to definitely have to get into AEW stuff very soon, um, maybe next week. Let's get into our ratings uh, overall for the show real quick. So my review for the show, I give it overall 6.5 out of 10. I thought it was a, a good show, a fun show. All the Puerto Rican pride moments really got to me. I thought they nailed all those things uh, perfectly. Um if you look at the card, the matches aren't uh, fantastic throughout, you know, a lot of, you know, mediocre things happening on the card, but the moments were so strong, you know, they'll live with me forever. And I did think Bianca and Sky had a great match. I thought Bad Bunny's match was way better than it deserved to be or had any right to be, you know. So those two things really carried the whole thing and Selena Vega's moments. It was the moments for me. I'll never forget that show. So it gets a good grade. All right. Well, I'm going to go with a little bit more hard score only because this is a backlash score. Um, I'm going to go five out of 10, even numbers. I usually stay away from rookie scores, but even number five out of 10, 
Uh, I just watched the ending again behind me here, but with Cody rolling out after, you know, getting the pin, I think he was um, more shocked himself that he got the win. Maybe that's kind of the element, like surprised that he slayed the beast. But I just saw that in my, uh, my rear view mirror there. Uh, five out of 10. I think uh, my expectations were so low, so low that I didn't even really kind of, it snuck up, snuck up on me. Mm-hmm. It's um, you know, it wasn't something that I had like kind of anticipated as much as some other shows, but it delivered better than I thought. I think it was a great show to to just show off some uh, some hometown heroes. You had the returning Savio and Carlito. Great moments. Um, just truth be told, these are not some of my favorite wrestlers. A lot of the matches didn't feature um, guys I, or girls I had rooting interest with. I think it started really well. I think it was a high point with the Bad Bunny. And I think it ended kind of mediocre, even though I'm such a Cody fan. Five out of ten. Look forward to seeing um, them come back to Puerto Rico, though, because this crowd was legendary. And if you say, hey, you remember Backlash 2023 in Puerto Rico 10 years from now? I'm like, yep. If you ask me, hey, you remember Backlash 2006 right now? Nope. I have no idea. So they left their mark. Props to WWE. They keep um, over delivering on my expectations. So what do you got, Mike? So this pay-per-view has three matches that I'll definitely go back and watch, which is pretty rare not being wrestlemania match right and there's also three matches away from being a perfect pay-per-view in my eyes if you take three matches out so i gave this a uh, 5.70 overall out of 10 um like i said between the crowd and there's definitely three matches there that i will definitely rewatch. there's no doubt in my mind and we all know the three clunkers like that the three on three and and the uh the triple yeah, threat match mm-hmm. and the omas versus seth rollins match yeah if you take them three matches out and add one more good match to me. This is almost like a pay- perfect pay per view. Um, mm. So yeah, but five point seven zero that got drugged down between from them three clunkers in my eyes. But uh, yeah, it was a great show. I, I was probably eight out of ten going into it. Like I was that hype, mm. and it and it was wow. it, it led up to the expectations. Big it could have been a lot fan. worse. What's that? Big bad bunny guy. Yeah, yeah. I led mean, up to my expectations. So I mean, I can't. What more can you ask? I mean. Exactly. It, it actually yeah. over-delivered for me mm-hmm. and Frank. And, uh, you know, we're tough critics, but we enjoy rating these shows, reviewing these shows, leaving the comments how you felt about Backlash 2023. What was your favorite match? Was it the Bad Bunny? Do you agree with Zern? Do you think it should have went on the main event? Was that a booking error? A mismanagement? Good point there. Um, what's next for Cody and Brock? Leave it in the comments. Are you are you kind of into uh, the, the direction WWE's heading? Also, keep in the comments. We got episode 50 coming up next week. It's a big one. No sold. If there's any last minute requests, what do you want us to cover? We're still taking some. Uh, we got it narrowed down, but it's going to be a fun one. This has been fun. Yeah. Frank, I'm glad you got this glory of the WWE delivering something to your uh, to your home, your native land. I wouldn't have thought it that they would like even they could. I would have thought they'd be in. Puerto Rico for a backlash, but probably make no mention of any Puerto Rican wrestler yeah. on the roster yeah. exactly. or in history, right? Like, yeah, no, no doubt. I would have expected a normal ass show. It just happened to be in Puerto Rico. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I would have thought a year ago, even. You know what I mean? Like, whenever Vince was still there, I would have just said, there's just going to be a show. There's ended up being a little more special. So, yeah, I mean, it surprised. It's, I think it surprised a lot of people because I saw people saying it's like, after Mania Night One, it's like their favorite WWE event of the year and stuff like that, you know. So it's like, mm-hmm. 
I'm seeing a lot of people show it love. So like, that's cool to me. It's, it's, it's cool to see them. It was different. Like it that. was yeah, so different exactly. for even like America, like just fans, um, not American fans, but just fans that are like watching the show that hadn't seen like uh, this crowd and what their, their love and their passion. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Zern, thanks for joining us on this backlash review. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yep. We got some stuff cooking with some Coliseum video classics soon. It's going to be fun. Next week, episode 50. No, so Duke, Duke will be back from assignment, I'm sure. I, I think he should be back in time from there, uh, from the location he went. Um, and yeah, this has been fun. East West Connection. It's been No Sold. Next week, same No Sold time, same No Sold channel. Peace out. <laughs>